Hey, so we have a message from one of the fans of the podcast. I call him Nitro Kurt. He has a message for everybody. I thought this was so epic. I asked him to make a voice note. So he did. So let's listen to what he has to say. Listen, people, don't get it twisted. Tebow, Mayfield, Drake, Ronafalk, Boots, Angaro, Fenn, Cav, Rifkin, Bornhorse, Ty, all say f*** e-buggy. Let's rip Nitro, Buggy, and Chuggy all day, night, weekend, and year long. But, contract says, must do damn boring ass f***. Put me to sleep, 110 e Buggy, and listen to high-powered sewing machines. F*** me. Well, tell us how you really feel, Nitro Kurt. Hey, check my boy out, Muggy Maniac on YouTube. He's a big fan of the podcast. He loves Nitro. I love hearing him talk about it, and I love that he sent that voice note. But you know what? We have a mystery co-host. It's time to drop this uh, intro, and yeah, I'll see you guys on the flip side. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number, I don't know, I'm a bit confused because we did a live last night, but the audio kind of got messed up. So let's call this episode 113-ish, I guess, but it will show up as 113 on the on the list. And I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Left of the Great, and we have a mystery co-host this week. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to do my spiel here and thank all the awesome people that support this podcast. Then I'll bring them on. So before I go on any further, I want to shout out and say thank you to all of the No Name RC podcast listeners around the world, the NNRC squad. Thank you guys. Without you, none of this is possible. Thank you for your support. Shout out to the patrons on Patreon. Hey, you guys keep these bills paid. I appreciate it. Your help is going to help me get to races when we start going again. And also get me some good goodies, you know. So I appreciate all the patrons on Patreon. You guys got early release of, early release of this week's podcast and hopefully a little extra today. So we'll see. Um, yeah, if you guys are interested in being a, a patron on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash uh, the no name RC podcast and an RC podcast. But the link will be in the written description here. Uh, so thank you to all the patrons and shout out to all the awesome companies that support and advertise and sponsor this podcast. First off, to our title sponsor, Mayako. They released that video last week, and it's caused a stir a week before, but they haven't released nothing so far yet. But their message stays the same. Maximum focus on you. Focus on quality, not quantity. Exceptional after-sales support with our Mayako service centers. No Mayako sponsorship program. Instead, a program for, uh, a, instead, a membership program for sincerely committed racers. Follow them at, at myako.official on Facebook and YouTube as well as Instagram. So thank you to Mayako. We have no new uh, messages from them, but I think our guests and I are going to talk about their business 
plan. Shout out to all the other awesome companies. BTRC, love you guys. Like Life, Brent, Lucas. Remember, guys, we have an affiliate link for that. If you can use it, please, it's great. They appreciate it. Techno RC, been a long time supporter of the podcast. Excited to see what Techno is going to do here at DNC coming up soon. Oh, to my to my JQ Racing family, I'm so upset. No DNC for me. Nothing. It's just, it is what it is. But to all the JQ Racing guys that are going to DNC, good luck. RCMX Online, uh, thank you for your support. Sun City RC Raceway, SCRC. They got the TNR race coming for the um, uh, the dates of RCGP. So if you want to go to a cool race, go check them out. Also, shout out to Manscaped.com. Remember, we this is our out-of-the-industry partner. Like, they are not into RC, but they sponsor this podcast. So go get yourself a lawnmower 3.0. Use our promo code NONAME in all caps, and you save 20% off your order. Thank you, Manscaped.com. Shout out to Papa Willie's Traction Tonic. I'm going to get Scooter on next week. We're going to talk about his awesome traction sauce and a little bit of Dart Oval, where he comes from. Please, guys, support uh, Papa Willie's and Scooter. You can go to their website, use the promo code NNRC. You save 10%. Remember, all links are in the written description of this podcast. Racecraft USA. I got to get me a Racecraft USA hat and shirt to rock on the on the, on the the podcast, man. Now, guys are killing it. I saw they got a whole bunch of new command modules coming out. So get you guys a command module before they sell out. They do have a website. All of that is here in the written description. Uh, JQ Threads, a company providing opportunities, not just uh, a business. Check them out. My boy Wally, show him some love. Wally's working hard. He's got a lot of sponsors. Go check him out. He's busy. Uh, he's probably going to be in the show next week or following weeks, but thank you, Wally, for all your support, man. I'm going to order me a Wally Builds hat here soon. House of RC. Don't forget to sign up for House of RC, people, please. It's, it's important. This is your one-stop shop for everything RC. So even if you're not racing, go to House of RC and sign up if you can, please. And, of course, RCGP, who opened up entries for Portugal, and yeah we'll see how that goes hopefully it happens i would love to go to portugal i would love to go to yao figueredo's track and just freak out yeah you know i would love to do that so hopefully this happens and hopefully it fills up so we'll see how covid uh how covid lasts so thank you to everybody shout out to my boys um clean freak uh saucy washer and uh all these guys check out zach thompson check out charlie Great small companies trying to do big things in RC. So check them out. And hey, if you can show them some love, please do remember showing our sponsors some love shows the podcast some love. So I guess you're all waiting to see who my my guest is. He is no stranger to this podcast. Uh, I haven't spoken to him for a while, but I'm going to bring him on. And let's let's do that. So welcome our co-host, Max Speed, in his full associated regatta. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Maxi? How you doing? Good. Uh, yeah. I'm so Chilling. glad to have you back on the podcast. You are like one of the originals that helped me get started. Funny, I listened back to like episode one, and it sounds just like the echo yeah. when I was on Joseph's video the other day. And it's so horrible. <laughs> and I just look, but it's still got a lot of downloads, what we said. Well, I think it was on that, but it was me, Dagani, and, and Joseph. But thank you for coming um, on, man. I appreciate it. I just watched your video on the Nitro, uh, Death of Nitro. But uh, hey, what's up, man? What have you been up to? I see you haven't shaved that fluff of hair above your lip. Um, your eyes are looking all blue. I like your videos. You're back. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, I've been mainly just going to work and getting some money in the bank. Uh, 
just figuring life out. And yeah, I, I've been racing all the time still, okay. but just like no races going on. So really can't like make it look like I'm doing anything. But yeah, I've been, I've been practicing a lot. I went to the track like a couple times a week uh, during when there wasn't snowing. Now okay. it's like, it, it's been snowing for like a month straight. So it is Finland now. <laughs> it does snow there. It's yeah. To snow there. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can't remember a time where I've seen this much snow and I live in, I've lived in Finland my whole life. So, well, I, I mean, for Joseph, this is the first time he spent a winter in Finland in what, 10 years. Yeah. He's so miserable. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, he must be. <laughs> he hates snow. I know. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about you two Finnish. Oh, you, and Giannis was the same way. I can't, you would think that these guys are from Finland. They would be used to cold, but these guys feel cold. And the, like, if it drops below a certain temp, like, oh, it's cold, it's cold. I'm like, what? I mean, I know well, I'm more padding kinda, than you guys, but come on. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, uh, if we say it's cold, it's like, okay. Then it goes like, <laughs> Minus 20, and then we're like, okay, now it's really cold. We just say it's cold, but like we can handle it, you know. Uh, you guys, you, it's you sort of like every, everyone complain, and you'll be like, turn the yeah, heat yeah, but on. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we we say like it's cold when it's like 10 degrees or something Celsius, but then like even if it goes like minus 20, we're still like fine. We just say it's cold. Like, even like now when I go to work, it's minus 15 Celsius, right? I don't even have a jacket on usually, I just go to the car and chill. Well, it's not that far of a, uh, a walk for you, but there ha- it has been a while. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of started talking. I kind of left you alone for a year. I was disappointed when you left, Jake. Even <laughs> though I knew you were, it was coming, you told me a month away before, and I was a little bit disappointed when you left. So I kind of just yeah, I'm, when because you you're, you know you're my friend. We, we kind of did this all together. We've traveled. We've been involved in some great moments together. We've been involved in some some not so great moments too, but all in the same race, to be honest. And um. Yeah, I gave you a year off. Like like your dad is like, oh, are you mad? And I, was like, I was not mad. I was disappointed. But I I get yeah. it. Like, I understand it. It's been a year. I was like, you know what? Let me talk to Max. He's doing these videos. I can see he's trying to do stuff again in RC. He has interest again. So I said, let's get him here on the... Which I wasn't sure if he was because he was kind of in limbo. Do you want to do RC? Do you not? You got a real job. You want to go to school. You went to the army. You enjoyed that, it looks like. So, yeah, I actually want to know, how did you enjoy the Army? Well, uh, this is sort of like a thing that uh, when I say now, I'm like, yeah, it was great. But if someone says you got to go back, I would like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like that kind of thing. But it was it was fun, and I'm really happy to have those experiences. Yeah, it looked like you enjoyed it. I mean, you like I thought you yeah. were going like, to earn guns and stuff after that. So, I mean, you really oh, got no. to, yeah. But that's cool. I, we had the same thing in Bermuda uh, where you had to get drafted. I dodged it. I was a firefighter as well and worked in a prison office, so I didn't have to do it. But uh, they, yeah. it was mandatory. I don't think it's mandatory now. So, But it's three years. It's not six months like it is for Finland. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. For us, it's it kind of depends. So for some people, it's six months. For some, it's a year. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, our regiment it, in it Bermuda, uh, we call it a regiment. It's more for... Like, we would never defend Bermuda, obviously. But it's more something... I think it builds discipline for people that need it. And it really comes in handy, like, during storms and stuff like that, where they're sent out to help clean up or where they need security and stuff like that. So, good stuff, man. You're working full-time. Uh, you're working in a factory yeah. or something like that. You was doing that before. Yeah, yeah, just a, just a basic, uh, like, factory job. <laughs> I was doing it already before the Army, but uh, I'm just going there, just getting some money. It's It's not a big deal, just... 
Right, you know, like I told you. To do something at least. Right, because you are planning on going to school here this year, correct? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it at least. <laughs> I try to, like, I don't know yet what I'm going to do, but I, well, I'll definitely apply. Well, you know, I told, like I told you, don't get caught up in the trap. You know, get there, you're making oh, yeah, money. Yeah. Next thing you know, you got two kids and you have to work there. So you're young. How old are you now? Uh, 20. Oh, see, you're 20. Uh, wow, the next time you go to America, when you go 21? uh october so yeah, yeah. we could we could go to america and take to you DNC, to strip clubs yeah. <laughs> properly yeah you know and you can drink and all that type of stuff that's what i'm talking about uh yeah hopefully we get to do that again uh probably not this year but hopefully in 2022 so have you yeah. been keeping up with rc i mean these videos came out what was what what i would say the very much jq-esque but that's not hard not to be because I mean you learned a lot from Joseph and most you you know I think you're more personable than Joseph but in in real life you definitely are but very JQS but people's like oh it's like Jake but it, it's it's like I know you're trying to get away from the shadow of JQ as well I understand that yeah but I'm glad to see you doing these videos what was the uh, inspiration to do this. Well, actually, I had the idea already, like, uh, like probably like when I joined AE, actually, like even then, like when I joined AE, I bought some like, uh, uh, what's what do you call the gimbals and stuff and mm -hmm. mics and stuff. So I wanted to do like track walks uh, when I went to races and do like uh, some daily catch up and stuff. But then due to Corona, I couldn't do anything. And then uh, during the summer, I just said yeah i'll just practice try to get my race program working and then like when the winter comes i'll buy a camera and all that stuff so i can make uh, videos back at home and then uh like i think like in september jakey was filming the uh how to tune your engine video mm. and then like after that i was like oh shit like <laughs> that's exactly what i, I was trying to do right. so it's not like it it definitely looks like i copied him mm -hmm. and our videos are very similar style but that's just like because we think in similar ways in a lot of times but what i really wanted to do different than him is keep the videos short keep them accessible and sort of have like uh because he's doing just like random videos i wanted to make like a serious mm -hmm. style you know like i have the episode one two whatever so people if they see one video they say oh this is like a series so they watch all of them okay that's sort of what i wanted to do Right, I get that. Shorter, you know, JQ, he likes long stuff. When I would tell him, hey, yeah. I, he's like, it doesn't matter if the podcast is five hours. I'm like, okay. Uh, I, he's doing a great job. We're, we're going to talk about his latest video in the news here. But um, good stuff. I really enjoyed your video today, which we'll touch on about the, is Nitro going to die in Europe? And actually, I was talking to a buddy of mine after I, I, I watched this. Uh, and um, good stuff. AE, how are you liking your time at AE? Um, have you thought about doing some 10 scale? Because you do have the 10 scale there. You got Uno Hatton in there. Um, no 10 scale for you. And what's your thoughts on your 8 scale cars so far? Um, well, yeah, about 10, I'll start with 10 scale. I have the B6.2. I don't have the four wheel drive because in Finland, uh, not many people run uh, 10 scale off-road anymore. Mostly people run uh, either touring cars or uh, 8 scale. Even Jona hasn't run 10 scale in like a year. Uh, but, well, it, he probably practices a bit, yeah. but like uh, the tracks are now uh, closed, so I haven't been able to run at all. Or they are not closed, but they're sort of like, like closed-ish. It's sort of like a gray area. But yeah, I haven't been running 10 scale. 
but then to age scale. Uh, so like at the start, uh, I pretty much like after two or three times at the track, I was still in the military at that time. I was just on holiday. Mm -hmm. So like first two times were kind of like just learning everything. And like the third time around, I was already faster than when JQ was at the track. But then like, uh, that was like those conditions sort of suited me and the car the best. So it was kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a false, uh, like a false feeling of like, oh, this is going really well. Mm -hmm. Then like after that, uh, when I went to other tracks, uh, I realized that uh, like switching cars isn't just that easy because immediately I thought that it was going to take like two months before I even get up to speed. And then when I saw like I was super fast right at the beginning, I thought like, oh, this is way too easy. And then like uh, reality hit afterwards. But uh, yeah, so sort of like uh, after that, I started to test a lot of different kind of stuff. Uh, and focused on just finding what I need to do with the car in different conditions. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what I just like did uh, the rest of the year. Uh, now I think I have a pretty good picture of what every change in a car does. And that's like a, a good thing going forward. But like now uh, until like the vaccines go out, it seems like we're not going to be racing <laughs> anytime soon. I know. So. I know. It's a shame, man. I'm, I'm hoping Portugal happens in June. Yeah. And, um, I think I'll be there if it does. So let's see. Uh, one thing I got to say, go Bucks. I am a Bucks fan. So we, we are in the Super Bowl this week. Uh, and it's the first time since 2002. So I'm excited. Um, what I, I have to ask because, um, you know, you ran the JQ platform for so long. C-Hub car. JQ's car is, is very C-Hub-ish. You know, Wally, I was talking to Wally about it, right? He, you know, he came from AE to, to now he's running the JQ car, like, you know, and yeah. he's like, I'm not going back. I was like, why? And it's like, it's just more stable, you know, because he came from pillow ball and we know that the JQ car, it, one thing I'll say the JQ car, it definitely is stable. You know what I mean? And it's good on a yeah. certain type of rough tracks. It's so stable. People think it's just pushing, but it's a, a different way to drive the car. I agree. Even myself coming from Mugen to JQ was like, oh man, this car is hard to drive. But once I learned it, it was it was cool. What's been the biggest obstacle coming from C-Hub to Pillow Bowl for you? Uh, for me, I think the biggest obstacle was just finding uh, the right balance between like steering and too much steering mm. because with jq like i really like to run really low towing because like i knew every time i steered the car it would steer the same with pillowball cars you have uh, more steering at certain points but then you also have less steering at some point so mm. you sort of feel like yeah i can run lower tow but then when you do you start having some issues so that's sort of been the biggest hurdle to me because the steering is, I need to learn the feeling of the car because I could, I could, uh, with JQ, I could always tune the car so that the front end would be kind of aggressive, but still, uh, on, on the track, it, it was really easy to drive with associate. I have to like, uh, make the both ends, uh, work together much better. Mm. And I, I can't really play around with the setup as much. Like now when I've learned to car more, mm -hmm. I can do lots of different stuff. But like at the start, that was like the biggest thing. Uh, I think that was hardest. I'm glad you say that because there's so many people out there that switch chassis every two, three months or jump team to team and all that type of stuff and say a car doesn't suit them. Here you are 2018 winner of DNC open class, right? First time ever racing yeah. in America. 
junior European champion. You know, just you're a good driver. Let's put it this way. You're a really good driver. You've been driving for a long time. And yeah. it's taken you time to learn a new car. Yes, you wrote, you drove one platform for a very long time. I get that. But, man, it's it's true. I think even top guys, top guys, fast guys have a, a learning curve. I mean, look at Cavallari, how long it took him to get up to speed with the S-Works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, like Tessman, when he switched to X-Ray, he was yes. like a backmarker at Neo. Like he was, he looked awful. He was oh, he that's looked why like they some the, guy who made the main first time. That's why they went to the J Concepts tires and JQ. You remember them? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, and JQ got. Um, I know we're talking about JQ, but our, well, a lot of our, our, you know, that's how we know each other. You know what I mean? So, and then JQ yeah. got blamed for that. Like for you, I, this is the this is so funny. <laughs> I just you, he just reported what happened, and he got. Like, people just hated him for it. But if you did it now, I bet you people would be like, mm. all right. This is because of lack of RC media. People yes. are not used to getting yes. secrets out there. This is something that we talk about quite, we was talking about, we need independent media, like, to stop. Like, it's it's ridiculous. You know who uh, who talks about this a lot? Stephen Bass, um, Zach, Zach Ryan, down in Australia. He wrote a good article about it. And... Um, yeah, we definitely need that, man. Um, independent media who ain't scared to go in there and and tell what the story is. I, you know, I'm getting better with that too. You know what I mean? I I think yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be welcome in every pit nowadays, but they should be. I mean, this tells the real story, doesn't it? I would say so. This is what we need. The real, like, yeah. what's going on at these races? It's unfortunate we won't be at DNC. All right, man. Um, I say we go into the manscaped news. What about you? Yeah. All right, Max. That. So let me tell you something. I I got we we've been sponsored by Manscaped for some for a few, about six months now. Um, I remember when they first emailed, I thought it was a scam. I was like, what is this? But it turned out to be something real. I was shocked. So this part of the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. And Max, you know what? I'm pretty sure you need this in your life. The lawnmower 3.0, because I'm looking at this mustache that you have right there. And it's looking very wily, wild and unkempt. You know what I mean? We got to shave this off yeah. and trim it up. So if that's Wiley and unkempt, down below is Wiley and unkempt. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? Since I got my lawnmower 3.0, dude, I, you know, I my wife used to do it down there before. And one time I nicked my nuts and it hurt so bad. And it put me out of action for two weeks. I don't know if you have a cut, you nicked your nuts, dude, but it hurts like crazy. So I've been using this lawnmower 3.0. It's got a light. It's waterproof. It has a charging station. You get replaceable blades. I haven't nicked my nuts yet. Oh, my wife hasn't nicked my nuts. And she got, you know what she told me? She said it looks bigger too. So, you know, our thing is we want guys to cut through the jungle to find their manhood. You can do that with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get the Menscape kit. It comes with some Beluga. I believe they're called Beluga uh, underwear. They're really nice, comfortable, super comfortable. And you get the balls deodorant and ball moisturizer and all these other little things that you can get specifically for your male parts. And I'm assuming females can use this as well. But I use the trimmer for my beard as well and, you know, just little things like that. So it's a good handy little thing, Max. And you know what? You go to Do you w- use the same one for both? Yeah, it's mine. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? It's washable. So I rinse it under the, um, under, oh, the, okay. under, the yeah. under the the sink underwater but you know what max if you wanted to get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 kit which i suggest you do because i don't know if you got a girlfriend or yet no yet or not you need to go to www.manscape.com use the promo code no name in all caps and you will save 20 percent 
off your order and get free shipping. So thank you to Manscaped.com for bringing the Manscaped RC News. So, Max, on, it doesn't. we don't have much news this week. I'm trying to bring up my notes here. Let me see what we have. Where's my notes? <laughs> I had them here. No, I don't. <laughs> okay, the Thornhill is the first one. Yes, right? let's talk about this. The so, race at Thornhill. Thornhill was this past weekend. Now, I think this is the probably the best undercover race under under a roof track in the world. I know we we sometimes talked about we don't like the the surface and all that type of stuff, but this is a great racetrack. It can you can race all year round. It's under a roof. It's just it's just like a mecca for RC in my opinion. So they had a one day race and they got immense participants and entries. I think Tebow went on. Can we bring up the uh yeah. while I'm looking for my notes, is it any way you can bring up the the art live RC stuff? Uh yeah, we have that. Yeah, I think I have I have it here. Tebow uh was there. He won Nitro and TQ Nitro. Oh my gosh. He finished like fifth or something. Yeah, fifth. And who finished? Uh, who finished fifth in Ebuggy? Tebow. Tebow oh, yeah. finished fifth in Ebuggy. Like Tyler Hooks and I think Jared Wiggins won it. Oh no, Brandon Rose might have won it. Yeah, you know he goes to this track a lot. It's hard to beat him. But yeah, you know Tebow, man. I I've I've said this for the last year and he has rejuvenated his career, man. He has rejuvenated his yeah. career. He's doing well. And Techno has the best lineup going into eight. I, you're gonna see. I think you're gonna see at every big race this year four Technos at least in the in every A main. That's incredible. Yeah, they have they have a really good team right now. Yep. But I, also one thing I wanted to say about Tebow is it's sort of weird that like. I've seen like I think two or three like smaller races, like one day races. Mm-hmm. He's finished like outside the podium. Yes, like he, we up, that's like crazy Plex, to me. Hobby Plex yeah. is his he, finish, he finishes like like constantly. He finishes outside the podium at these small races, then goes to a big race like uh, SIC and wins Struggy. Like well, what's going on? Well, see, Hobby Plex <laughs> is um, Hobby Plex is in Omaha. It's an indoor track. Uh, Ashton used to run there. The, Ashton runs there, and the Fullers run yeah. there. So that's how I know it. And it's just one of those tracks. It's like going to OCRC. You know there's always somebody that's super fast there that knows that track. Yeah. But the locals that go there, they're fast. And not to not to take anything from, like, Mason Fuller, he's really, he's getting really fast. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, Seth and this track, Seth and Dalen, Mason Fuller, those guys are super faster. Wiggins is faster. And I think Tebow goes there to test himself because he knows it's not going to be easy. And he goes there, and he's been and he's been beaten a few times there, and I mean straight up beaten, no breakdowns, no nothing. Yeah. So it's um it's pretty good, but I mean an impressive race, two hundred and seventy six entries, one hundred and sixty nine bodies, people for a one day race. That's super impressive. Looks like people yeah. had fun. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, Tebow wins it, and he's just getting ready. I see Tebow is building a new car for DNC. They're having um JBRL this weekend. This I know we're going off topic, but this is something that uh, la, uh that DNC has not had for a long time, and that's a warm up race. So they're supposed to have a warm up race two yeah. weekends ago, but now they're doing JBRL at is, Thunder Alley. So people are gonna is treat the this race like, at Thunder Alley too. Yes, it's at Thunder Alley. Oh, so um, it's gonna be interesting to see like the first warm up race in a long time for DNC. So I'm I'm predicting that th- that JBRL might be. 
pretty packed. I'm actually shocked that Tebow isn't there, but I'm guessing they're going to be out there. Um, I think the track is going to be open to practice one too. So I'm guessing they're going to be out there yeah. uh, next week or like next weekend. So it's interesting to see. It's it's going to be, unfortunately, we're not going to see the Euro guys, which is why I really like DNC because of the European racers. Yeah. Well, what we will see, Max, is a lot of these young Midwest racers uh, getting in this main and coming after these these guys, I think. I think we'll see a lot of yeah. young names we haven't seen fighting for positions, you know, and e-buggy, truggy, and, and nitro buggy. So I'll be watching. I'll be watching very carefully. Um, all right. X-Ray has released a new car. That's no surprise. They release a new car every year. Um, you can do that when you earn the factory. So um, what do you think about yeah, this? I think Matt? they have to as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think they released a new car because the EU uh, support they get sort of like uh, makes them feel like they need to. They they sort of get the support because they say they uh, what do you mean innovate the sport sort mm. of. So that's why they release new cars every year. I think I'm not obviously sure, but would make sense. But yeah, this new car. I'm really hoping that there's active diffs, diffs in it. No, explain because, that to uh, me. Active diffs. So it's sort of like it's sort of like a diff that when you put more torque in it, it starts to lock up. There's sort of like plates that expand. Oh, like, a, it locks like a tactical up. diff, or whatever they used to call them back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's like Kyosho has them, mm. uh, and they have a different type of design. But like X-ray had had them like way way back. But now I looked at their website, and they are releasing active diffs for their two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive ten scale as well. Mm-hmm. They haven't released them, but you can see from their uh, like back order catalog or something. Like they are doing it. It says it's four weeks away. But what's the benefit know. of this? Can you explain it so our listeners can understand what would be the benefit of 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 active diffs? We, saw, we know that's going to lock okay. up the diffs, but what does that equate to on the track? Okay, so I'm going to keep this short. But I, I have actually a video about this if like people want to see it. But All right, let's plug that. What's your, your YouTube channel, Max Mort. Oh, and, yeah. And what's the channel yeah, just, called? And what's the video called? The video is, uh, I think, I speak about this in the differentials uh part two okay. uh, it's the like second episode of the series go to uh, youtube yeah, and follow max on youtube um his, it's just max yeah. mort right and also yeah, on facebook yeah. follow him so you can get your stuff there let's get him some subs people and get him some views you know try to grow his youtube channel yeah yeah but basically it's pretty much that with now we sort of have to balance the diff that it it's we want the diff to be open when you're off throttle so that the inside wheel doesn't turn and the outside wheel turns more. Mm. And then we want the diff to not have any difference in, in the tires when you go on throttle because you want to go forward. But now with the oils, we're kind of balancing those two out. So with the, like a active diff, we could have the best of both worlds where when you go into a corner, you're off power, the diff is open, so your car turns a lot. Then when you go on power, the diff locks up, and then you have a lot of traction. So does this mean uh, lighter oils or no oils, or how does this work? It's been no a long oils. time. No oils. Yeah, usually no oils. So but how would you, you tune? Use oils in how these. would you tune? Uh, you wouldn't. How would you tune your car like we would tune your diff oils? You tune the. You tune the. You tune the plates in there. I mean, you can have a, uh, so, sort of. A, you can have oils in there mm-hmm. also. But if you don't have oils, you can tune the plates so that they catch earlier or later, or then then they have some preload, so it's sort of already a bit uh, like uh, resisting. Sweet, hey, that's pretty interesting stuff right there. 
Very interesting. Yeah. Innovation. That's why I'm excited if they have it. Yeah. Innovation. I hope they we do. We need some more innovation like that in RC. So yeah, good stuff. Let's see what X-ray. You know, I would really like to. I don't know if it, how his English is, but maybe it has to be Martin Beyer or the Hoodie Brother. I would love to get them on the podcast to talk. Like you know, uh, because yeah, they, I think I think uh, I think uh, Mario pretty. I think he would be the best one to have. Yeah, I think. I'd have to. I'd have to see if I can get him on and Martin Beyer to be honest. Um, both have yeah. great stories to talk. <clears throat> All right, Nemo Raceway. I see Nemo Raceway released a promo video. I think, uh, uh, you know, Scott actually had this track. You know, the Scott had this piece of land and was going to build a track there with the JQ guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, at first. And uh, he, I remember when he showed me this. And now to see what John and Nemo have done to this track, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's oiled. You sh- they showed it there was like running in, the, in, in rain. Not rain, but, you know, wet surface. And yeah, but when you the, oil it, you can do that. I know. It, it doesn't get muddy. It's pretty fun. I know. I think it's probably one of the best things you can do for a track is oil the surface. Like, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a believer in that. Um, they're looking for events and stuff like that. I like that. They're promoing things. I know RCGP tried to go there, um, but it didn't work out. I guess it was too soon. I, but, I mean, I think that's probably the premier track in, in England right now, I would say. They're definitely going for yeah. it. And it looks like uh, Billy is doing the same thing in Texas, like open up another uh, a, a badass oh, wow. track. So um, we shall see what Nemo is going to do with that. So good stuff. And JQ's yeah. they, have, they have money to put in it, so it's really good. Like <laughs> That's the thing about most tracks don't have money to put in it. Yes. Nemo like kind of has it, so they can make it like really good. And that's <laughs> like that's what makes the sport bigger as well. Yes. Like, people to put money in tracks instead of cars. Yes. And by, I mean, he puts money in both in his brand. Uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, like now it's good because he puts money in tracks, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I need to get John on this podcast too. I did talk to him about a year ago, but he's a busy man. Um, but he has interesting oh, yeah. stories too. So, like, so many people to interview, man. I, a lot of these Europeans yeah. and, and stuff that I want to get to as well. All right, JQ's latest video, all about federations. You know, I give Efra a lot of props. Because they are the best organization out there. You know what I mean? Best. They're better than IFMAR. They're better than ROAR. They're better yeah. than FAMCA. The competition isn't too good. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about <laughs> uh, federations that don't do nothing. Sorry. They do something. They do do things. I'm sorry. But it's true what JQ kind of said. I mean, they released that video. We got, got all excited. And we still. it was all about a logo. And... Do you know what Afra needs? Honestly, like this is gonna be sound stupid. Afra needs somebody like JQ in there. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know how long they would last because he just works really but they need people like that. We need to these there there is no federation in America. It's just old guys who perform that put on a race once a year and all that type of stuff and get to travel and get to be a part of IFMAR and have a say. People, I mean, there is no type of governing federation at all in America. We know that, like, you know, maybe we need they need a whole new uh, federation like Norca versus Raw, but Afra, I think the president, the young Javier, the Spanish guy, I think he's very proactive and 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 very um, he wants to do things. But see, there's there's a chain yeah. of command, and it it it's I think what's going on with the federations is an, a a prime example of what's going on in our actual industry. You know, there's an old thinking, an old school of people, old school thought old boys club, I like to call it, that don't want things to change in RC because they have their piece of the pie, they're happy with their piece of the pie, and they don't want anybody else 
to get more pie than them. When they don't realize that if somebody else gets more pie, they get more pie. So yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like in the video, they said the threat of uh, ETS or EOS. Yeah. That's exactly like they don't want the pie to be shared. They just like they want to they don't want to grow the pie. They just want to have their little pie on their own. And here's the thing. That's like Afro is is really good. And like, I mean, every individual country has their association that reports to Afra and you, you know, all that it's good. Like, why not piggyback off some of these races? You know what I mean? Why not make yeah. it, you know, like, I don't get it, man. It, but it's that old school thinking. We want it all. Like, this is, this is why my, my, my brain, man, we need to get new, fresh blood in there that, that can think and, and can be in the 20, like, you know, we started the um, vote for lefty thing for, for IFMAR, right? Joe Q and I, and like yeah. people loved it. Like, I mean, like, where can we vote? People want, want better. I know this, like I can hear it in people when they talk, they want it better. They want things better. We're not, people are not happy. People are starting to learn that RC can be better. You know what I mean? And man, I, I think JQ hit the nail on the head with that one. I think it's hit the nail on the head with, uh, with all three of his videos. Uh, the guy, he messaged me, JQ, it's crazy. RC isn't dying. It's doing great. Rev Revelations is making money and this and this. I said, Greg, you're looking at it from SoCal. It's always big there. It's always going to be big there. Like we're looking at it from around yeah. the world and how it's shrinking. Like, and just from numbers, like trying to get people in like the eight scale market is just saturated with companies like you know what i mean and yeah it's rare that you get somebody that that pays retail nowadays so you know what i mean um <laughs> there are people still out there that pay retail i don't know man i don't know what the way forward is i think we just kind of have to get rid of everybody and bring all new people in because you can't just do it with <laughs> one person man you just can't do it with one oh, person you mean that I think I Afra and Ifmar, like we should just disband all them, all the people there. Keep the good ones, like the guy Javier and all that type of stuff. But get all these, like, if if you want to get with the times, then cool, you can stay there. But things have to change. We're still doing things the same as as it's been done in the 80s. Like, you know, come on. Yeah, I think I think the structure just needs to change. Like, now the structure is like a full-on bureaucracy. I think the structure should be so that it's like, there's someone like taking charge. Someone is like, let's say like in a country with the executive branch, like someone needs to be that and they need to take like uh, responsibility for the actions. And then if they shit the bed, then you got changed. Someone else goes there. Yeah. But now it's just like nothing gets done and everyone gets a pat on the back because nothing bad happened. And everybody gets to go to trips and get it all paid for and live in, and, you know, yeah. be all nice and 10 day yeah. vacation. That, that'd be, that'd be actually great if they actually did something good as well. But when they do nothing, it's like pointless. It's like <laughs> politics. I, it's like, I wish politicians got graded on their actual job, like, and what they did for the people. And then if you didn't, yeah. like, you know, if they didn't live up to snuff, you can get them out. Well, we kind of have to do that with Afro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's not easy. Are, you, you, yeah, in fact, yeah. in fact, we want to talk, we're going to talk about this in a bit. Um, uh, it's not easy. You know, change is not easy. Like we always, like I always say, for yeah. change to happen, change has to happen. But man, sometimes you just got to kick people in the ass. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not saying that the people in there are not valuable, right? But I think there's yeah. people that want change 
but it's just being succumbed by people who have been there for your tradition. Tradition yeah. is stopping change. When when the rest of the world's like in the 2020 and 20 in the 2000s, RC is still thinking like it was in the 90s. You know what I mean? And yeah. we need to change, man. And uh, go check out the video if you guys haven't seen it. It's part three. I'm sure he's working on some other videos. I haven't talked to Joseph most, m- much this week. Well, one thing, one thing that made this video really great is the fact that I think here he wasn't actually like being like too, too much of an asshole. He was just pointing out facts. He was reading their own documents, and he even like uh, provided solutions mm-hmm. at the end, which was that was like the best part of the video. Yeah. Like he already like he gave them a plan for free people get paid to make that plan and he gave it for free for them yeah so exactly. like if they just follow that they would like if they just take that jq's video and do like what the the plan says in the end already then they would be much better off like, I know. <laughs> like I remember, the logo thing yeah cool make a new logo but like yeah all that to make a logo dude. as well all that to make a logo yeah. i remember when joseph went to the <laughs> i think he did the virtual meeting and he, he was just like oh these you know, Joseph likes like, What's wrong if you just like message me? These fucking people, they don't know what they're talking about. And I was like, What happened? From meeting, they don't have a clue. And I was like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. unfortunate, man. Well, at least Afra is doing something, Raw is non existent. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, um, <laughs> I think America, I think American racing desperately needs a federation that's gonna put in some work again. Um, it's it's kind of like the yeah. wild west there in in for RC. It's kind of like what boxing is like it used to be, you know, like every, like there could be five world champions. Yeah. At the yeah, same yeah. Time. <laughs> That's a good example. Actually. I, yeah. And I just think like, it would be so like, I think back to when raw had Norca, Raw versus Norca, you know, I was kind of reading about this in the magazines. I wasn't traveling to America. This was before your time, but they had a, a rival yeah. federation that was like, you know, gave them competition. I think America needs this. I think they need to have two. So they can actually yeah. be on the toes and do some work. So who knows? I don't know. This is we're beating a uh, we're, we're beating a dead horse on this one because we all know. I, I I believe Raw wants to do the right thing, but also someone needs to get paid to do it. There should be a full time position. Yeah. for that. Yeah, that's know? the that's the issue in America. There's sort of like a culture of having companies, and when Raw is a federation, it sort of like kills all the like activity in there. In Europe, like federations are a basic deal. So like, even if it is a federation, people still work for it just for the principle. Right. But in America, it's sort of like a different culture. So it doesn't work the same way. Right. They need competition to succeed. Right. Because people just like, oh, I'm not going to pay a raw, a raw fee when I could just go to this race, you know? And then yeah. like, I get it. I understand it. I understand it. All right. Um, Let's talk about your video that dropped last night. Uh, the new yeah. EU regulations about nitro comes into effect. Uh, it, it has come into effect. It is now the fourth of February. Yeah. So, um, we talked about this. I'm I'm just shocked. Like Afro doesn't have doesn't have a solution for this yet. I mean, they have had a few months to get this going. They have had two years. Really, they had two years. So yes, this was passed in 2019. Really. So now it's just. Yeah. Because I just heard about it about maybe four or five months ago. I think. Yeah, but this the bill that was introduced was made in 2019, and the latest clarifications was in November. But they could have easily got the clarifications over two years ago. Like in two years ago, it said nitromethane would be limited to 16%. I have the EU thing out there if someone wants to read it, but like you can go. I think Efra Letter has the EU regulation like number in there, but it's from 2019. 
But here's the funny thing. At first when I thought this, I thought it was environmental. And I was like, we can't make that much carbon, you know, what is it? We can't have that yeah. big of a carbon footprint. But then I yeah. saw it was to terrorism, and I was just like, "Yeah, what the hell? At my yeah, buddy, Nitro Kurt, Nitro Kurt has this big theory anyway. He's like, Kenan, I'm telling you, Horizon and Traxxas that trying to screw Nitro and make it unpopular and kill it so they can press their e-buggy uh, agenda. I know it. That's Nitro Kurt. That's Nitro Kurt, but he's not too far off. It seems like they're trying yeah. to kill Nitro here in, a, in, the, in the EU. Uh, but I did talk to my buddy because running 16% is something uh, not unusual. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, road, actually, it's actually 12. It, okay, so it's 12. Right. It's 16 by mass, 12 by volume. Okay, and we so measured by volume. Even less. But 16 is a, is a, yeah. 16% is used in on-road, especially in Yeah, GT. 16 is okay. 16 is okay, but 12 is not. Right. That's the issue about this. So what I don't understand here is, okay, why not go, to, why not, why, why hasn't Afra gone to these people, like they said they were going to do it, when you get an Afra license, all right, you're going to run Nitro? Okay, well, it's going to cost you an extra 25 bucks, 20 bucks for the year. Here's your Nitro license to purchase. But see, then yeah. to purchase, where do you purchase from? For stools to, it's just, it, it, it. It's either got to be overruled or we're going to have to do some innovation, which can be done. People's like, power. Well, I know my buddy. I actually was talking to him because I think he's an engine guru, and I'm seeing him do this with his GT car. Scoop the head out, the head button, so you get more compression. Not just lower it, but scoop the head button out because his goal was to get seven-minute qualifiers in GT without uh, pitting. So yeah. he needed 16% to get the runtime. So he was telling me it's lots of things. He's like, Keenan, it's the oil. He said, you can get more power just from the bright oil and using less of it and all this type of stuff. He's like super science yeah. nerd. So speaking of engine gurus, I have to say, rest in peace, Art Cabono. He passed away. I saw that. He was the guru when it came to Nitro. Uh, I think he passed away. I just saw it. Yeah, he passed away today. I saw uh, Vaxi. Maxi <laughs> um, uh, posted it up. So, I don't know, man. What's your thoughts on this, Max? What's your thoughts? Um, it's sort of like, uh, I, I think, I, I don't think this law is like a, like a death sentence or anything. I think the license will be pretty easy to get. It'll just make things more complicated for the stores mm -hmm. because they have to get a license to sell it. And to sell it is different than to own it, I think. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, but I think the selling part is what might be more difficult. Okay. Uh, because we had to have a license to own 30% uh, nitro already in 2013. I didn't know so that. So we can, yeah, we, it was, it was like, we were kind of lucky because we were using 25 in Europe. So the law made it so that we could use like 26% by volume. So we are kind of lucky there. Now we are caught by the new uh, regulations. Do you only use 25% yeah. there? Is it yeah, regulations? We, we, I don't think, yeah, yeah, we can't use 30. Uh, and uh, I think, but, uh, Pretty much like I already said this in the video, but this is not going to be like the death sentence of Nitro. And I, I, I think a lot of people sort of misunderstood what I said in the video. Mm -hmm. My point of the video was just like, this is like what can happen. Like this is sort of the warning sign. Like, yes. hey guys, next time, what if nitromethane 
has some like very bad uh, results in your health and somehow they ban nitromethane or then they ban just methanol what's in the gas or whatever like they just find out something new mm-hmm. and then they just ban it all together that's why I, i'm kind of like rooting for the uh what maxima had like the bio less fuel like right. other brands to actually go that way right ethanol or something they use i believe too yeah ethanol like bioethanol it was like without nitro and the guy said he had more power but it was sort of uh, it had le- like less ignition mm-hmm. so it would initially like it would have to build up a bit but he said he had more power like ultimate power is better okay good stuff man um yeah, yeah and also like when you crack open a, a can of maximum fuel, fuel it smells significantly different from any other nitro fuel i've smelled before in my life so yeah, but their open, normal fuel is still nitro, but right. But I remember their the off-road stuff. I, I guess we're talking about the off-road yeah. stuff. Like yeah. Salty Joe likes it, and I remember he opened up a can in the pits that Yuri went PNB, and it like just permeated the whole pits. That's how strong it was. Um, a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, what, what's all this nitro? Like nitro is the glory, and it's over, and and e-bug is coming, and all this type of stuff. Look, I have nothing against e-buggy. JQ doesn't like e-buggy, even though he's really good at it. I know. You don't really race much. Like, people have to understand, like, you guys don't race e-buggy much. Like, I got a lot of people ask, oh, you need yeah. to set up for e-buggy. I'm like, man, you don't understand. Like, I only seen JQ and Max run e-buggy in America, to be honest. Like, to you me, know what I mean? Me, when they to come. Me it's, yeah. To me, it's really odd when people ask, what's the setup for e-buggy? It's just the same setup as Nitro. Maybe a little like, heavy on the diffs and, and yeah, shots. Like, yeah, like, only thing you might need to do is stiffer springs, stiffer uh, shock oils and maybe a stiffer roll bar yeah not like that's the only things you pretty much need to do well you know we get the well we can go 15 minutes on a battery and we can make quick change and all this type of stuff i said yeah that's all fine that's cool but let's be honest the hardest race in the world the most prestigious and hardest race to win in the world is the ifmar eight scale nitro buggy championships there's only been one person yeah. to ever win that twice. No, don't get it twisted. I think there should be an e-buggy world championships now. I think it should be held yeah, along definitely. with the worlds, to be honest, with the world yeah. championships. Right? And I, the issue I see is you guys have an e-buggy Euros. It gets pretty packed. It's pretty, I would say it's pretty prestigious there as well. In America, they have the yeah. e-nets. Now, they've moved the e-nets so many different places. They moved it out east last year, thought it would get packed. I think they maybe had 56 participants, 50 to 70 participants. Yeah, it's kind of like a dead race there. You know, it's it's like um, the numbers don't lie. I mean, okay, I don't like how you have to get into the nitro fuel nets, you know, by signing up. But literally, yeah. they put the signups for fuel nets on, and that's 200. I think it's like 270 entries, I think. Maybe less, maybe 225. I don't know. I don't know exactly. But in yeah, ten in over two hundred in ten minutes, that shit sold out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it goes to show, man. People just like it. I think I have nothing against eBug. I think it's a great way for people to get into RC and do, and they should yes. do it. It should be heard. And I like eTroggy and all that type of stuff. But um, I like eTroggy. It's getting big. <laughs> I, I I don't care about eTroggy. I just think Truggies. No, see, I like <laughs> Truggy too, but I know you um, guys don't. Um. Yeah, you don't like Truggy so much. You didn't even drive it at PNB, and I got so mad at you that that year. I was like, well, that was me. because my air filter came off. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, my engine like went shit, went to shit. Yeah, I just think like when you start a nitro engine, it just attracts people right away. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's it's not it's not only the sound or the smell or the whatever. It's the the way you drive the car is different to an e-buggy. With e-buggy, you don't have the same throttle control. You have always have the brakes. You don't. With Nitro, you the driving is much more like it's not easier, but it's just like much more natural and like it feels like you're driving a race car. Yeah. Like with e-buggy, it feels like you're driving a toy. That's well, just like how I feel. That's well, why but, I don't like it as much. I think e-buggy is still a great glass, and mm-hmm. we should definitely have it around. And if we can, we should make it more enjoyable. And also what you said, it's it's the perfect entry-level class to 8-scale. Like, everyone should start with e-buggy, and then if they really like 8-scale, they should get a Nitro card. That's how I feel it should be. I'm, I'm going to ask, I, I think we should ask Nitro Kurt about what his feelings on e-buggy is again one day <laughs> um yeah we got accused of that uh i have nothing against e-buggy i just think um e-buggy i see too many fast e-buggy drivers out there and truggy drivers and and their nitro buggy results are way worse and that tells me you yeah. need to focus on your nitro buggy i think if you drive your nitro buggy more you will be an overall faster racer so yes, that's my yes, but I mean, it's it's not it's not about hate for e-buggy. If if you run e-buggy, you say, hey, I don't have a mechanic, and I mean that it just makes my life much easier. Then I yeah, understand. definitely run e-buggy. Like yeah, that's definitely understandable. It's not about e-buggy. Like it's not the same as when we, me and JQ say like chuggy should go away. Yeah, e-buggy is definitely not that. E-buggy should stay, but it just it doesn't have the same position as night show a, a scale. I think no, I don't my, think that's so. like how I feel. Yeah. I don't think so either. And so people yeah, that's don't why think... the slogan is so good. It's like perfect slogan. Right, is perfect and yeah, uh, and Nitro is the glory. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's just like that's just like a perfect slogan. I agree. I actually got the e buggy pays the bills from my boy Kendrick because I kept saying Nitro's the glory and he goes, E buggy yeah. pays the bills and I said, I like that. <laughs> and um yeah. it's stuck. I trust me, I want it to grow, I want it to be big, I think there should be a world. Uh but I think yeah. I think it just just like Truggy, I think it breed it it breeds false speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just breeds false speed and people get comfortable with that and then they got a nitro car and they're just like, I can't drive it. Well, because you gotta drive it differently. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's all of our RC news for this week, Mike. Uh Mike, why am I calling you Mike? Uh, Max. Um What about the Mayaka release? Should we talk about it now? We can talk about that because you something that you was interested in. I saw you defending it on the post. Their uh yeah. their business model, uh membership. I don't know all the the what's gonna happen, but I'm guessing you pay a yeah. membership and then you get a discount on a buggy, I guess, and parts and yeah, I don't. I don't know about the discount part. I don't think that's that good. But right. I, 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 the, the major point I sort of wanted to say about this is, JQ releases two videos saying how RC is dying. Mm-hmm. Something needs to change. Then there comes a brand out with a something like new, yeah. and then everyone just like just says, "Oh, this is these are clowns and whatever." Yeah, like, it's. <laughs> you know what it is. It's like people. Like me, they see another chassis comp- car company and they're like, we're already oversaturated, right? But I'm like, let's yeah. go on, let's see what these people have to say first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before we judge like, them. I don't, I don't care like what brand you are, where you come from. I think this, like, it seems like it's a Japanese brand or something mm-hmm. because they have all the Japanese in there. Right. But like, I don't really care what you do. If you do it well, it's good, you know? Yeah. 
like like let's say like techno like even when i was running jq there was like a jq techno rivalry mm -hmm. they're doing a good stuff it's good stuff now so i think they should stay and jq has always said they should stay yeah but there's some brands that don't do a good don't do good things and those are the brands that are not like uh improving the sport so right. i think we should see every brand out before like judging like especially when some brand tries something new exactly like that's when we should especially see something happening what? Like change for change to happen, change actually has to happen, and we're so yeah. reluctant to change in RFC. Just yeah. as people, like that, just as people, we're so bred to do that. And it, it, we can go back to the whole federations and all, but it's the industry, yeah. man, the industry, and the the yeah. illusion that we've created of you can be a pro driver. You know what I mean? Or I I think what what it comes down to is that the aver like me and you, like I can go out there and pretty much have the exact same setup as Ryan Mayfield if I wanted to. Maybe I might not yeah. have his modified engine. Maybe he has some, you know what I mean? Maybe he has a different type of engine for himself. I'm not saying that he does, but you know, people yeah. can do that. You can also uh, socialize with these drivers. They're like one of the guys and all that type of stuff. And that's a good thing about RC. But yeah. it's also one of the things that creates illusions. And when we say things yeah. like we need to have, uh, more professional drivers and all that type of stuff and change, but just change. I watch some of the comments too. I kind of keep my comments on this because you know, like they're sponsoring the podcast. So I kind of have to keep what I say to a, to a certain bit, but why not? Why not a membership come in and see what they have to say? Maybe they're doing things yeah. different. I like that. They're focusing on quality, not quantity because I did that. I've yeah. done that before. Like you, you can have everybody on the team, one year, one in two months, and then two months later, you're down to nothing because you know you just you sponsor everybody, and maybe they don't look the car, they don't understand how to use the car properly, and next thing you know, like you know, then you know. In fact, in fact, there's a blog that I dropped today. It's not mine. It's from uh, my bro buddy Brian Markneck, and it's all about his adventure with a JQ car that he bought used from somebody, and. He showed me every mistake that this person has made, and I love this. And he just is like, I can't believe this guy. He's got, and he said this car doesn't suit him. I can't believe this guy was a team driver because it's just so much wrong with this car. Yeah. And I yeah, see I, that I rebuilt a few guys' cars here. Yeah, yeah, I rebuilt a few a few people's cars in the past as well. I think that one one car I rebuilt. It had the rear arm mounts backwards. It had the engine mounts backwards. It somehow had the center diff one built wrong as well. <laughs> like pretty much everything you could build wrong, it was built wrong. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's and this, weird. this is very common. And it's not only about JQ, it's every brand. Yes. I've seen people run associated cars that are built like totally wrong. I just want so. setups. I want a setup. Is your car set? Yeah. Is your car built properly? So. Yeah, and also uh, endpoint adjustment. That's oh my god. Every single time people come to me and complain, I need more steering, I check their endpoints first. Without without fail, every time they've had too like too little uh, steering on the endpoints. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So Mayako membership, yeah, let's hear them out. I'm sure they're yeah. gonna drop another video and stuff yeah. for coming out, and let's see what their plan is. And yeah. give and them, also let give me be chance. let me be clear. Yeah, 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 but let me be clear that I don't think like their plan seems like extraordinary or great or whatever. But the thing about it, it's different. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that, like if if Mayako comes out and says, "Yeah, we're gonna sell cars and give sponsorships and do the same thing as everyone else," I'd be here and trashing them. 
mean, yeah. that's nothing yeah. we need. Yeah. We're feeding but because the they're doing mis- something different. Yeah. They're doing something different. I'm like, yeah, let's see them out. If they suck, then I'm, then maybe I come here and say that they suck. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Who knows? But it, yeah. if they thought that's going into their promotion, I don't think they're going to suck. So it's yeah. going to be interesting yeah. to see. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't definitely. know until we get product. We don't even yeah. know to what to what we see something. So what we're all waiting for yeah. that. Um all right, I think that's all we have today, Max, for news. We kind of went overboard on that, but that's fine. I knew we was gonna talk quite a lot. So um yeah. I say we should go into our Beach RC questions. What about you? Yeah. All right, so now we're gonna enter the Beach RC and tracing Q and A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Beach RC. You like that, Max? You like I did. I made that myself. Um, yeah. I'm proud of that. Uh, thank you, Beach RC, for supporting the podcast. I mean, Brent has supported uh, us for a long time. He's a good friend of mine. I he's gonna make some some cool. We're getting some um Jake. I'm sorry, no name RC podcast shirts made. We're gonna have some different colors hopefully soon. And um, yeah, I just thank him for support. We do have an affiliate link for Beach RC people. If you can use it, it really helps us. Remember, they are a brick-and-mortar hobby shop doing the right things. They put a lot of money back into ra- RC racing. And uh, and they got the My RC Box Club going. Good things. Brent is super busy. I was talking to him the other day. Good dude. So, welcome to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A, Max. Thank you for coming on. This is your specialty. You know setup. You have, you've learned a lot in your years of RC. And you learned a lot from Joseph. So, And you learned a lot, a lot of stuff on your own. So, that's good, too. Uh, we have a couple of statements. Just want to shout out Justin Huglin. I say, I don't have much questions right now. Just pumped to get back racing outdoors. It's cold in Colorado. I've got lonely engines ready for some fuel. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Guys are ready to run. I'm telling you. Phil Fernandez. Now, this is a question. We are just talking about, um, e-buggy and nitro. And Phil wants to know what features in the radio do you change in e-buggy and nitro a lot? Um, I don't change features a lot, but I do have, like, I used to, if you checked out my latest video on servos, I talk about the uh, speed of the servo, and you can also use this uh, in electric. So when I drove e-buggy, I actually slowed down the throttle quite a lot because usually when I race e-buggy, it's always at the race where I also race nitro. So it might be really difficult to sort of uh, switch between because e-buggy has so much more power. So even though I could get better lap times with more power, I wanted to, like, I don't really care about Iba guys running for track time. So uh, I wanted to get give keep the feel of the Nitro car still there uh, over the e-buggy heat. So I slowed down the uh, throttle quite a lot. And if you are driving on a low trip track or you feel like you just really have too much power, this is a very easy way to, like, make the throttle band uh, better. You, you can... You can make it so that only the start of the throttle band is slower, uh, but yeah, 
well for steering i use the same for both electric and nitro and uh yeah even nitro i slow down the throttle servo are you using yeah, are you usually, using expo or are you using i'm not expo no, no. um you know the, the adjustment speed function the speed function yeah the curve i don't use the curve because okay, no curve the issue with the curve is it's it because it it is uh, like a curve like this you know so here at the beginning of the curve it's really slow and then it picks up picks up picks up so if you really like to drive on the halfway range then when you go up from there it's really aggressive mm. so most of the time we are not like tapping on the like start range because the throttle like lever, uh, lever is so short so we usually on like the mid range so that makes it so that when you lift off the throttle and go back, it's less. And then when you like push more, it's like exponentially more. So mm. that's like the issue why I don't use the curve function. Uh, you can make like different type of curves. I've tried that. I never could make it work. And nowadays I just only use the speed function. I like okay. it that way better. And you can, you could have the speed be slower at the end or slow at the start. Uh, but yeah, the speed is much better for me at least. Okay. And but I use it, uh, yeah, go ahead. What radio are you running? Oh yeah, someone asked that as well. I yeah. so I I run Sanva, and what which one? The M seventeen or M twelve? I have M twelve S, but I think like you should buy the M seventeen as that's okay. the newest one. But like being honest, if you're gonna buy a radio, like there's pretty much no reason to not buy a Sanva radio, like. If you if you don't have the money for the M17, buy the I think it's M44 yeah. or whatever. It's like M4 or M44 or something like that. MT44 it's like, or something. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. That's that's a really good radio. And I could, I haven't tried other radios in a long time. But looking at my friends who have other radios, I think the MT44 is better than any other brand's top end radio at the moment. Interesting, interesting. You know, yeah, uh, but Sanva is like Sanva for the win. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sponsored or anything. Right. I don't think anyone is sponsored by Sanva. No, I don't just, think anybody like, is. They're either. just better than anyone. Yeah, yeah. it's better. I remember Mike Hill, and one thing people have to realize is radios wear out too. You have to replace them. Huh? Radios can oh, wear yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, I run mine usually for two years. This one I, I've had for quite a long time, but now with the COVID, I'm not getting a new one because I, I'll get a new one if the lockdown stops. I need to get a new radio. It, it's not going to look too. like we've been erasing. I need to get yeah. a new radio. Actually, that was Danny Newman's uh, question about preferred radio of choice and why, yeah. and you answered that. I don't have a preferred radio. I don't race yeah. enough to know. Uh, Frank Page wants to know not many questions he's just cold and it's 20 to 30 degrees here and i'm waiting to burn some nitro with my jq nitro buggy i hope you get to do that uh soon too buddy uh because it is because he's up in northeast there so question from australia matthew parsi he's the father of a young jq racer who's doing really good uh jack he wants to know I know you can still answer these questions, Max. Stiffer front spring or lower front inside camber link position? That's what his question is. I would be lost. Well, um, this sort of uh, this question sort of implies that uh, both of these changes make the front end stiffer, and uh, this is sort of uh, in some sense yes, but in other sense, if you lower the front camber link uh, from the tower. Uh, what this does, well, obviously it raises the roll center, but what did this does in practice is the car wants to dive better into the corners because the front end sort of pushes more to the outside tire. So especially on high grip, if you're struggling with the front end pushing into the, like sort of like attacking the corner and being really catchy into the corner, 
lowering your uh, front link from the tower makes it even worse. Mm. Uh, so in this scenario, stiffer spring would uh, make it so that the front end would be less diving and more uh, calm into the corner. Uh, but then if you would like to ask, uh, should you raise the link to uh, go against this diving motion or should you go with a stiffer spring? I think almost always you should first try raising the link and then go with the stiffer spring because this raising the link also gives you better corner speed on like uh, more open corners. On tighter corners, having the link low gives you much better rotation uh, due to the higher roll center in front. Uh, and stiffer spring uh, really only does, just makes the front end dive less. Uh, for lower grip, uh, most likely if the spring is too stiff, you're going to have the car push. And going lower with the link would make the car steer better. Mm -hmm. But then you would also lose some corner speed on more open corners. So this, these sort of two are not interchangeable. These uh, affect the very different ways. Mm -hmm. But uh, I hope I sort of went through everything you could do. Yeah, you lost me, but I'm cool. Yeah. I know about sort hugging of, the track okay. and raising the link. Because you yeah. don't want it to dig in. You kind of, I actually posted a really good picture of this four wheel drive car, and it has a perfect example of that uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Where it's just hug, it's like the chassis bottom out, and it's just you, the link, the link being raised allows for that, that row that's needed to, but still, I know I'm, I know I'm not an engineer, but it's still the link raising allows for that car to go down and the tire to still have contact patch. You know what I mean? As well. And it just yeah. looks like it's, you know, just stuck to the track. Okay. I think I think I have a good way of explaining this to someone who doesn't want to learn too much but still wants to know something. So every time you lower the link, uh, think of it as you're transferring weight from the inside tire to the outside tire. Mm -hmm. And every time you hire the link, think of it as you are transferring weight from the outside tire to inside tire. Mm -hmm. So the higher the link, the more balance weight on inside and outside tires, and the lower the link, uh, it will be the opposite. So more... Uh, more weight on the outside tire. But also also to this uh, question that the guy, this guy asked, a much better question would be uh, a thicker or thinner sway bar or raising a lower link. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I really can't answer on the top of my head. This is something you just need to try. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, if you're running already a super thin roll bar, uh, then yeah, probably should go thicker there before doing anything with the link. Uh, but also, sometimes with a thick roll bar and high grip, the front end might be really aggressive because it doesn't allow the car to lean as much. So it all it's already transferring weight to the outside tire. So it's it sort of it resists roll, but it also transfers weight to the outside tire. So it's sort of like a, I don't know. It's sort of like a, <laughs> how do you call it? Hard hard thing to explain. Yes. But you just need to like. I get the feel of it and try it for yourself. I forgot to mention, I got this in the mail this week. Too. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. You should, so, if you really want to like uh, invest some time in it and uh, know everything about setup, that's a really good book to read. But thank you, I Joseph. hope I sort of give a good, good uh, explanation here as well. Yeah, you did. You did. Obviously, you did. I'm telling you, man, you learned a lot on the JQ, man. And you learned a lot for yourself. That's, that's good. Uh, yeah. Spencer Klein. Keenan K. White for president. Thank you, dude. Hey, this this kid here, Spencer Klein, it's good, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Okay. Paul Conti. Eight-scale nitrous definitely lorry, but do you think gas truck will make a comeback due to it go gaining a bit of popularity recently and this and the skill set needed to drive it competitively? Competitively. Love the podcast. Always entertaining and relevant content. 
keep up the great work. Thank you, Paul. Um, I do not think we will see it like nowhere near its glory days. I think we'll see yeah. with Chad Park and Ignite RC Designs awesome conversion kit, which I'd like to get one for myself. We will see more people running them because you can get parts for them. I would like to see it. I would like to see them uh, maybe have a class. I know you're not big on more classes, Max, but yeah, I would yeah. like to see a uh, exhibition class of this again. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I just think it's nice. And maybe I, th I think if people drove gas truck, they would be a better driver, to be honest. It's, it's, uh, look where Tebow yeah. came Never from. One, so. Yeah. Have you ever driven gas? No, that's before your time. No. No, time. I was like, it ended like in 2006 or something, right? Probably before that. It was on its yeah. way out in 2004, I think. Well, uh, Truggy was started in 2004. Truggy killed it. Yeah. yeah my, my take on this is that uh, I think it will come back the same way as sort of four-wheel drive shortcut trucks were popular at one point. Like, people will get excited about it. And, well, this the crowd is definitely different than shortcut trucks. Mm -hmm. The crowd will be, like, nostalgia guys and people like who've been in the hobby for a long time, but you'll be sort of like, you'll gain popularity for a short time. Uh, club racing will uh, take it. Uh, like there'll be a lot of club club racing with these cars and then it will slowly die off because no like top races are driving it. Right. But I think uh, even though I'm always against more classes, I think it's uh, good to clarify that having more classes at club races or like when you're racing around with your friends, that's, I'm yes. all for that. Like yes. having the car you want to drive is amazing. That's like, that's great for you. Yes. But I think classes that are professional like Truggy or like, um, well, stadium, stadium truck is sort of like an in-between area, mm -hmm. but like Truggy for, for especially, I don't think that should be a professional class like buggy or e-buggy should be. Oh my! Oh my gosh! You that's, are gonna get blamed for that one, Max. All the truggy <laughs> I guys. Think truggy gonna... should, I think I think truggy should exist, but it should be sort of like people can run it for fun. Pro shouldn't run truggy. This is true, but it, it's it's money to be made there, so that's why they run it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think it's fun to run, to be honest. But uh, yeah, but if the if the like the industry model was different, and you would get the money from. Uh, being interviewed and making like uh, being seen on the broadcast and stuff, which are non-existent at the moment. Exactly. Uh, then, then like they wouldn't need to run Chuggy. They would only need to win like the buggy races, and it would be more prestigious. If only RC professional RC was actually professional, it would be great. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, but uh, th I will say this real quick: we will see more gas trucks because the conversion kit uses DT6. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a good thing, to right? Do that so, and and I will tell you, man, I had Chad on here, and his conversion kit is mint. Um, and a, a lot of the Australian yeah, guys have got them, it looks and good. They're, they're having fun with them. So, we will see more, and hopefully, I get one too. I got five gas trucks back there, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to race none of them, they're all shelf queens. All right, Wyatt Gaskins, here we go. You're gonna like this one. Why doesn't Live yeah. RC cover the biggest race time event of the year, PMB? I'm assuming there should be funding to cover this, considering the massive entry comps. Oh, I, I got to answer this. One, Live RC doesn't do anything for free, which they shouldn't. They should be paid to go there. They should cover their costs to go there. I agree. Two, Dave has Jacob, and they have a, a single cam. Now... He does okay. He does okay. You know what I mean? They do do some interviews and stuff like that. But for PMB, you need two to three cameras. 
Not one. Now, when they go to the smaller stadiums, like they had a um, SIC here, they had one camera, and you could pretty much follow the whole way. Okay, they needed two, right? Here's the here's the bottom line. This is about making money, right? This this race is put on. Yes, it it, it gets a massive amount of entries, but it's also costs a lot. Rent of the building, this all that type of stuff costs money. So I don't know how much Live RC would charge to bring a full crew in there, but I'm I know it's not cheap. You know what I mean? Well, maybe ten grand. Yeah. You know, maybe not yeah, that much, but you know, maybe right. about ten yeah, grand. Yeah, like at. yeah, five to ten. Right, and Dave has Jacob who does his media for him. He does a great job. Like he gets promos up and all that stuff, but he just needs some help. I, and it, I would like to see some more cameras at PM because it is a big race and it's a big track. So you need bigger cameras. So great question. I, but here's the reason I think because these races are not used to promote RC. So it doesn't matter. The people that are going to be watching that race are there. You know what I mean? Because yes. there's so many people there, and we're not promoting that. We're not. We're not using these big races to promote to anybody outside of RC. You watch DNC this week, one well, two weeks time. It's going to be the same people that watch the races all the time. You know what I mean? There's going to be, you know, it's just going to be like that. Like I don't know. They don't want to put the money into it. Dave does it himself. When it's on a smaller track, it's good. But this is in general just a problem. Period. There is no unbought this. And this is the problem. There is no uh, independent media covering this race. I was hoping to go there, but yeah. not, not to stream it, but to cover it like pit walks, stuff like that, you know, interviews, stuff like that. When I, I was going to go last year. So it's unfortunate, man. I, I would like to see that race probably. And I think, I think the manufacturers see it as a big race, but it's still not to the status of maybe say a DNC or even a silver state yeah. or a nationals. Which it's a shame because it is a big race. I think what it is, what Dave and what Dave wants, and has always said this to me, he wants to get the Europeans going to this race. But it's gonna be hard to get the Europeans to go to this race because it's all freaking night. Like, you know what I mean? But but for the pro yeah, guys I don't think that's the for the pro guys it's good. I, I, the schedule's good. Yeah, I think I think the biggest issue about race time entertainment races, the why they aren't attracting European racers, is the fact that these races, like you, okay, let's think about uh, like sort of, this is sort of like a car festival type of thing. DNC is like a car race type of thing. The marketing is completely different. People don't go to PMB to, like regular people don't go to PMB to like race. They go to there to have fun. It's a fun race to go to. You hang out with your friends. Then you go two times a day, drive on a track. It's just like an excuse to go out with your friends mm -hmm. and you got to pay for it, but... I mean, just one way to do it with your friends. DNC, however, that's a race that you go there to race, and it's uh, it's formatted as a race. You have uh, practice hits, you have qualifiers, you have like everything is set up correctly, and it's for professional environment. With uh, race time entertainment races, these are not like the way they put up these events is not like to build a professional race. It's just like to build a nice environment. Like even in PMB, there's all those like, uh, like fake bodies and like, oh, that's the theme. it's thing. monsters and all. He's yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like, like that promotion. The, it's yeah. The thing is like they promote it not as a professional race, but in this event, like mm -hmm. sort of like a festival type of thing or whatever. I don't like right. whatever it is, but they don't, they don't promote it that way. And that's why Europeans don't come mm -hmm. because they don't like take it seriously. And also one thing, one thing that, uh, why they don't need live RC is 
this is the like the whole reason they don't want live rc they don't need live rc because the event is in there the event is in a broadcast with dnc the reason why it's so good is because of the professional race. That's like, it's a pre- prestigious race that mm-hmm. people want to win. Yeah. PMB really isn't that. For some people, yeah, maybe yes. like Tebow and Drake and those those guys, whatever, whoever wins it, they want to win it. But for most people that are there, they don't come there to, like, it's it's an event. Mm-hmm. It's not like a professional race. That's like, it's the feeling is different. Right. I, I like race time events. Um, I, I, I'm glad I never raced PMB. Because I would never race it like with the crazy schedule. It is too big, I think, but I guess that's their thing. As many entries, that's their thing. Get as big. I like that yeah. event and all that type of stuff. I would definitely like to see more than one moving cam at his races. But, you know, when it, I will get, I'm going to give Dave and Race Time major props. When it comes to putting on an event and an indoor event, they're, they're, they are the best. It's simple as that. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I may not agree with the practice schedules and all that type of stuff, but it works for people who maybe just want to get a three-day race and they want to, you know, that's that's fine. Yeah. I am a fan of a practice schedule and having heats, you know what I mean, instead of lining up and just waiting in line. I don't like that, you know, but that's just how it is. And unfortunately, while I think it's a great race and it's a big race to win, it's it's just not on the level of a DNC and her, I, and I don't think DNC is the best race. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, definitely, yeah. you know, we don't use that. It's to the biggest promote, in America. Right. If we don't use to promote any, we don't use that to promote it to anybody else either. It will get some promotion at Thunder Alley cause it might be people there and stuff like that. But, um, make it no joke. Like Joey does that. He wants to make his money. You pay for your entries and everything's paid for. But it's the same. They're, they're two business. The race promoters put it on races to make money. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that if we accept that. You know what I mean? We yeah. accept that they're yeah. there to make money. We pay and we go. What we're gets what gets me is when we say, oh, this is good for RC and all that stuff. Well, yes, if, yeah. we, pro- if we promote it, if we use this to promote to outside of industry yeah. of RC, yes. But what these big races do is take from the club scene. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and people like do this. What I would like to see Dave do and I know he's a busy man, but like how they do the pro mains and all that type of stuff, they do it like mid, uh, the pro mains, A mains, usually nitro mains, usually mid, midday on Sunday. Promote that main, get spectators there, have a factory row, make it look real, make these guys wear something besides a black hoodie. No offense, Max. Sit them down and people come by with their cars and, 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 Charge people to come in here. I mean, it's in Tennessee. It's not much going on. I'm sure people want to come. Maybe nobody buys a car, but at least we expose it. And those people know every year, okay, it's something good. We can go to and we can go. I just, I'm always been a big believer. If we treat it like it's a big deal, people will take it as a big deal. And we treat it exactly like, I don't know. That's a, a rant for another day. Um, yeah. Matthew Elson, why is Nitro better than e-buggy and why the hate on e-buggy? We covered that. Um, earlier, yeah. no yeah. hate on e-buggy. We just, I just, I just, yeah. I just think I'm just nitro first. Don't worry. If I was to, if you used to give me e-buggy and say go to the track right now, nitro and e-buggy, I'm probably gonna take the e-buggy because I don't feel like messing around with nitro. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Clark, when are new kits coming? Hopefully, the new kits for not new black edition kits that we was talking about will be, will be here soon. You know, it's February. It's Chinese New Year. That messes up plans for every, every, every manufacturer out there and um, marco vera when am i gonna see lefty drive a buggy he talks rc all the time but never see him go 
and stop making excuses about manager and the podcast and let me see you boogie. I I really want to race. I really want to do more RC, Max. Um, That's one of my goals this year. You know I gave up RC to shake hands and kiss babies and make sure everybody's happy uh, in the JQ pits. Like the Pope? Yeah, but you know, that's my, you know, that's my job. JQ pisses people off and I make them happy. So, um, like I'll, I'll never forget when I went DNC for the first time, it hurt my heart, man, not to, not to race. Like, you know, hurt my heart. Here I am yeah. into DNC. Last time we're probably going to see it at Fur Farm and I never got to race it. Um, I've put yeah. racing, my personal racing so far back. Like, I don't know anything about setup. I don't know because I put it out of my brain. I'm more into this type of stuff now. I do want to race again, though. We need a tracker. And and even, like, Mike Hill was saying, man, or, you know, Mike Walker, like, man, if you come, everybody's offering me their cars, and I greatly appreciate that. But I think if I go to a race now, I'll just run. Honestly, people's going to be like, you are this hater. I think I'll just run e-buggy. And that's only because yeah. I just don't have, when I go to races in the future, I'm going to be doing this type of stuff. And I'm also going to be doing the JQ stuff if, if you know, if we ever get to races this year. But more the podcast stuff. So that takes up a lot of my time. And I just want to charge and go. I know, that, like, that goes against everything I say. So I'm not against e-buggy. That's definitely perfect for me. But um, hopefully one day, man. I'm doing the scale trail stuff. Uh, I like that. So we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, um, yeah the, the thing about e-buggy is it's for people that don't have the time, don't have the mechanic, don't want to put that much money in, e-buggy is the class for you. Don't, like... Don't run Nitro just because we hate e-buggy. We don't hate e-buggy. We just right. Nitro is like the prestigious class. Like F1 is better than Formula E. Formula E is still great, but yeah. F1 is the prestigious class, you know? I agree with you, man. I agree with you 100%. All right. I think we have a couple more questions. Edward Gaza, where can I get JQ hoodies? I talked to Brent about that, and he's. we need to get some new uh, no-name RC podcast hats. Lee General, paying track fees is a major issue right now. How can we resolve this without closing on the track? If anybody doesn't want to pay fees, uh, don't let them run. If somebody they complains what? about paying 5 to $10 to run on a track, now, if the track is probably in shitty condition, you can make off. But if the track's in good shape, I mean, be happy that you have a track. I don't have a track. You, you don't have yeah. a track because you're under know. snow. Yeah, uh, we don't actually have a track at all because it's under, uh, uh, what do you call it, bulldozer. But say, yeah, we do it so that we pay a monthly fee. So you pay, I think it's 50 bucks a month or it's like 120 bucks a season, like summer season. Uh, and you can go to the track as many times as you want. And if you want to go one time, it's like 15 euros. So, yeah. I think that's the best system out there. Yeah. So because then people from go out, out from town to practice for a race, they pay the higher fee. And then if you're local, you don't have to pay like hundreds of euros just because you you go to the track so often. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if they ain't paying, yeah, I don't know if they don't let them run. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. They yeah. Ain't people should pay their fees. Well, that's all our questions we have this week, everybody. Um, thank you for the questions. Thank you, Max. You know for answering them. I think you you. We answered them very good. Uh, I look forward to having you come on. I think people's gonna uh, uh, see your potential for set up questions as well because I have I don't know I know a little bit but not not like you, not like you nerds man Jesus you guys study this stuff but that's what you like. So if I was yeah. racing again, I would be well into setup. You know what I mean? But mm, lefty doesn't race. Lefty's setup mind goes elsewhere. 
Uh, thank you to Beach RC for sponsoring this part of the podcast, guys. Remember, it's a brick and mortar hobby shop. Go check out Beach RC, www.beachrc.com. We also have an affiliate link. If you can use that, greatly appreciate it. Um, that will be in the written description of this podcast. Uh, let's see. We got a couple more things to go here, Max. Um, I think we're going to go on to the RC thought of the day. This is your RC thought of the day. And this is brought to us by, hold on, let me get my notes. Sun City RC Raceway, home of El Paso's world-famous, true old-school motocross-inspired eight-scale off-road track. From handicap accessibility and cover pits to drop gate starts, this world-class facility has everything needed to give you the professional feel with the amazing country views to match. SCRC has four acres of parking with plenty of room for RVs and trailers, so the racing can carry on into the night with a well-lit track as well as pit area. SCRC is privately owned by the Showers family, who have been involved in the RC scene for 20-plus years. Joey Showers, who JQ and Joey get along perfectly well. Uh, Christian Showers and my good friend Corbin. So, really nice people. We had a great time and we went to SCRC. The, pe the, the people treated us good there and everybody and all the New Mexico J JQ guys treated us really well there. So, thank you. Uh, shout out to the, sh the Showers family. They also own their own equipment so they can make frequent changes to the track. They hire, la they hire uh, people to come in and do the layouts. And they hire professional uh, race directors to come in for big races. So... When you have a chance, if you're in El Paso, stop by, check out the SCRC track, hit up Joey Showers, Corbin and Christian on the, the SCRC Facebook page. Go check them out, and yeah, we go from there. Uh, check them out. Thank you, Sun City RC Raceway, for, for providing, sponsoring the RC Thought of the Week. Max, it looks like your, your camera's going down here, buddy. Did your run? Did your battery run out? Yeah, yeah, my battery ran out. Ah, okay. Yeah, you gotta get. I have one of the. Um, I have a cord hooked up to mine. So uh, now you're on webcam, right? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm still in the camera. I don't know. I I gotta check if I can hook it up. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I can. All right. Well, let's go into the RC thought of the week. If you go out, as long as you got uh, as long as you got mic, we're good. So this was actually bought for you. The okay. The RC thought of the week is separation of Joes and pros and a proper, proper structure of classes at a race. Now, in your notes, you wrote about Italy, and I believe the UK have an F1 and F2 system. Um, uh, yeah, let's talk about that briefly, uh, because the RC, the, the thought of the week is not meant to be long. We're just having a thought and comparing what we can. And we'll do it without your, without your camera. How's that? There we go. No Max. Yeah, I'll put it up. Sorry, he yeah. uh he lost his camera, everybody. So what do you what's your what's your thoughts on this, Max? Because this was your thoughts, and I I definitely think we need a definitive line between pros and Joes. Yeah, so the thought behind this is sort of in America, this is sort of like a weird system where there's like pro experts, sportsmen, forty plus, uh, junior. There's like millions of classes and it's it gets really like messed up and there's like sometimes there's only like 20 people in a class in the, in the super big race uh so when you have more people in classes you have much uh, better racing so this is why i think we should have only two the f1 f2 system uh this is what they do in italy and uh uk as you said uh 
the, like it can't be done just by like entry so people can just entry for f1 or f2 mm-hmm. and it can't be also done with the ranking system it doesn't really matter but the point of this is you have a sort of non-pro class where which would be sort of the expert slash sportsman slash everything else and then you have the pro class which would be like just the pros yes this way we can have like the best of both worlds we have sort of a good uh, level playing field for everyone that's uh, not a pro and then we have the pro class and the media and the race organizers can really put all the promotion in a pro class because that's what we want to show the fans and potential mm-hmm. people uh, that uh, that want to start running RC. Uh, and this is sort of a, what RCGP did, but there's no reason why we couldn't do this uh, in other races as well, especially like race star entertainment ra- uh, races or well DNC could do this as well. There, it's not that big of an issue, but for, for race type entertainment races, especially because they have so many classes already, having something like this would be much better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do this at the Bitti contest in Italy. Uh, this works really well there. There's a really good race and really tight main for the F2 class always. Mm-hmm. And most of these guys are like, some might have sponsorships, but they're definitely not nowhere near pros. And then the F1 class is like, there's like two or three hits most of the times, and it's solely like uh, semi-pro or pro guys. This is, uh, it's it's the best thing to do, especially at a bigger race. For smaller races, you maybe don't need this mm-hmm. because there might not be as many entries. You just need one class. But I don't think, we, I don't think we should have more than two. It should be like, Two is the best way to do it, but when you start having three or four, you start like cutting the people out. Some people might have better competition uh, in a class up uh, that's above them or below them, and that's just like uh, like the best thing about big races is that you find people that are just as good as you are, so you can race them. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, also, like Europe has the Euro Bs, which I like. They have the Euro Bs and Euro As. The problem is, man. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I definitely, I would like to see a licensing system, but, but then that comes back to we need a governing organization too. But um, I like that. Like getting a, like you. I don't think you can just go race. Like you have to get an F1 license to race. Like you have to earn an F1 license. Like you know what I mean, which is what they call it. And I think that's a good thing. The unfortunate thing, I don't think we're ever going to see that we we will see one off maybe one class races i know there's a series in um it's called the two states was well, three states one championship race it's in south carolina carolinas all that stuff and they race if style for nitro buggy you know what i mean no classes yeah just you 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 know you run and i love that i love it unfortunately man we have too much classes in america sportsmen all this type of stuff and i just i just don't see this going anyway because everybody wants to run a, everybody wants a trophy everybody wants to be on the podium not you know and 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 people want yes they want to run many classes for track time but they i think i think people run more classes so they have a better chance of podium 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 yeah whatever you know what i mean yeah because or track time just for yeah both, both. Either, either is not a good reason to run it 
But like neither of those are the good reasons to run like on multiple classes. This is the this is the race culture now. You know what I mean? And then we have yeah. then we have the on the West Coast where the guys are complaining about oh sorry, I'm so my my mic's hot there. Uh we have guys who think that, you know, on, on the West Coast, if you're sponsored, you shouldn't be in sportsmen. And I'm like, oh, if you're sponsored or have a, a deal, it does not dictate nowadays it does not dictate level of skill. So we got a whole, like, it's just, it's such a mess. Every time after one of these races, you always get people accusing other guys of sandbagging. And even like you, remember everybody accused you of sandbagging at, um, at DNC. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, man, you like this, this is first time this, this besides the world. I said, it's the first time this guy's ever driven on a track like this, like ever in America. Yeah. At the, one of the biggest races. Don't be mad because he's just good. Like, you know what I mean? And it's been an, ex- it's been, I mean, you can see the Europeans have come over and, and, and done well at DNC and Silver State and all these type of races. So, yeah, I, I think if we had a definitive line between pro, then pro guys can be professional. We can still have the camaraderie that we like and that we want in RC, which is the um, hanging out with the guys and, you know, being in the pits with the pro guys that a lot of guys like and being able to ask some questions. But I think it would be nice if we can take some time out for them guys to be professional at a race, look professional, and cater to spectators. But it comes down to also, it's so many classes. It's no time. At the, like, they're jamming as much as they can into these races because there's so many entries and so many classes, and they're trying to get done so people can leave at a good time on Sunday. It's just... It's just going to be very f- not happen. Not going to happen with that business model. Unfortunately, what it's going to take is something like RCGP or someone like that to just do it, like a neo race or something like that. You know, unfortunately, it's just I don't see classes going anywhere in the USA. Unfortunately, it's going to stay, and I think we're just going to see more classes come up. But the one class I don't see, which I would love to see. Well, it is there. I would love to see a junior class and let's have a junior champion, like a proper junior champion and all this type of stuff. That's where we need to be focused. Yeah. On. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think there shouldn't be a junior class. It should be like the best juniors right. of like the F2 class or right. a- anything have a junior main. Mm-hmm. And if there's enough juniors for three minutes, they have three junior mains. I agree with but you. There's no need to have a, a special class for plus 40 or junior if you want to have plus 40 main or junior main then have it that's an extra thing mm-hmm. because those people are not like the they, they are there's something special about, about them they're juniors so they need more track time or they're old guys who just want to have fun i agree you know? with you, man. they're not 20 to 30 year olds who have time and money and energy and can do anything they want i agree you know what do you guys think? What do you like? This, do you like the thought of maybe a licensing system, like where you have to earn a license to run uh, certain classes and stuff like that? Let us know. We're just comparing what, how things are in Europe to how things are in in the rest of well, probably America mostly. This is where you see the big class separation. So let us know what you think about that RC thought of the day, and thank you Sun City RC for sponsoring the RC thought of the week, Max. I'm going to bring you back for the JQ Racing Rant. It's not going to be long, but now we have to go into the Techno RC main interview. Return of the Dragon, one of the fastest young um, racers out there, is back. I'm glad to see him, and I sat down and chatted with him. Return of the Dragon, Drayton Staub. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer. 
specializing in 8th and 10th scale high-performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. TechnoRC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag TechnoTakeover. So joining me this week is a young man I actually kind of got to know a few years ago and uh, talked to him a lot on Facebook, talked to his dad a lot. I saw his name pop up on the CRCRC race this, this year. And uh, near the end of December, I saw him pop up too. So I was excited because I thought he kind of left RC, but he was he was still around. So I like to introduce, uh, I call this like, I kind of want to call this the return of the dragon because that's one of his nicknames or Super D as they like to call him. But I like to uh, welcome one of the young, fast Midwest racers uh, that that is being coming out of the Midwest. And that's uh, Drayton Staub. How are you, man? What's up? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. You're getting, you're like JQ, man. You got, you know, you're like, you're talking to like him, monitoring. Come on, man. We need some excitement. Your hair looks wild, man. I love it. I love it. You got thank that. You, thank you. It's been a minute since I've got it cut. I know you, a lot of people like just didn't go to the, the barber and stuff during COVID, but you got the wild golden locks out. You're looking like a superstar. You're looking like a pro RC guy right now, man. I like it. So welcome back to to racing. It's good to see you back racing. We talked previously before we came on her, but why don't we tell people who you are? So you're Drayton Stubb. You are how old? I'm 18. Um, from West Michigan. I've been racing for about 12 years. Um, second year on Team Associated, running mod. Um, looking forward to a good year with the team. Yeah. Um, when I met you, you was actually running the JQ cars, and you was running Yokomo. But, I mean, you're just trying. You wasn't running for us, but you was just trying out the cars, and so that's how I got to know you. And um, then, like I, you know, kind of lost touch when you went went back back to stock. But it's good to. It's funny when I was looking at my Facebook, the last time I sent you a message was like when I did my first episode of this podcast. I was like, hey, send this to your dad. And like, it's been two years, and so much changed since then. So, uh, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, and congratulations, you killed it at CRCRC. It was good to see you come back. Um, and then you, you was out here racing some eight scale recently. You, you killed it in e-buggy. Your dad told me kind of let you down in nitro. And I was like, come on, man, we gotta, we gotta fix this because nitro is the glory. So, um, it's good to see you back. But to those who don't know Drayton, uh, 2017 was a, was a, was kind of like a really breakout year for you. You was killing it in stock. You killed it in at the ENATS. You uh, was used to running for Associated at that at that time, so you was driving the Associated car. You killed it at ENATS, and that's kind of how I got to know you. So and then uh, yeah, so I just want to talk about that. So tell us a little bit how you got into RC because your dad's been into RC and all this type of stuff. So tell us your story, man. I like to know how guys get into this crazy world that is RC. So my dad used to do it a little bit when he was younger. And then when I was born, I think I was around four, uh, four or five. He got me a slash and we started running at our local track. And then from there, it just kind of grew. I think when I was eight, uh, around eight, we opened up our own track and that was open for a few years. Once I turned 12, kind of started traveling around and getting more into it and gaining some speed to get some national recognition. Yeah, at 12, you was getting some national record. What was your first big race at around 12? Do you remember? Um, the longest, I mean, we went to nationals when it was at leisure hours for outdoor for 10 scale, mm -hmm. but uh, we went out to California for the super stock mats at West Coast. Okay. I think that was my first time making an A main at a big race. I ended up getting like sixth or something at short course, so that was really cool for me. I think I was around 11 or 12 at that time. 
All right, so you really cut your teeth like a lot of guys did uh, running short course and whatnot. I wish that class would come back, man. We need to, I, I don't think it's going to come back, but it'd be good to see it come back at some point. It did get a lot of people into RC. Yeah, that is true. I, I ran it actually, um, not 2020, but 2019 at uh, Stock Nats, mm -hmm. or I guess Nationals, and ran Stock Short Course. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, just something kind of you can relax and enjoy driving and have fun with. Instead of like buggies where it's a little more competitive, a um, little more intense, short course, you can kind of just lay back and, and enjoy driving the car. Yeah, I agree. And you can you can hit people and it, it doesn't really mess you up. It, it's definitely a great, I think we kind of, I think as uh, as the industry, when it came in, we kind of destroyed the class by making it too competitive. And that's probably why it's, it's died. But um, I always thought it was a great beginner class you're a prime example of this so stock uh you go into short course and all that stuff when did you start doing two-wheel drive buggy and four-wheel drive or was you doing it along with short course as well um I, I don't remember exactly how old i was but i know i was running uh buggies when we had our track so i was probably around seven or eight when i started doing that okay, and okay. i ran that along with short course all right what was because your dad had a track what was it called uh proving grounds rc oh yeah so that was an indoor 10 scale clay track right yeah, and then eventually we had a, a parking lot, a pretty big parking lot in the back that we put an eight-scale outdoor track on, actually. So that was super nice also. Okay, so when was your first taste of eight-scale then? Do you remember, or was it did it come later in your career? Um, No, I, I ran it a little bit earlier. I think I was probably around 10 when I ran eight-scale outdoors there and started kind of going to State Line and other places around us. Yeah, State Line was a great track. Um. I think you, uh, yeah, I remember you went there for the last, was it the last King of, what's that race they have? The, um, is it State Line has the King of something race? The King of Kings or something race? I believe so. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. The King of Kings. Right. Um, I, I think that was their last race they had there. Oh, it was um, such a good track. If I remember correctly. But yeah, I stopped by there and ran. All right. So like I, like I said, who was somebody... Well, before we go any further, besides your dad, who were some of your early influences in your career, man? Who were some of these guys that were helping you out? Um, so I guess in the beginning, it was just kind of me and my dad. And then once I was, again, probably 13, 2017 era, uh, 16, I joined Factory Tracks Racing and then Al Horn and a bunch of the guys on that team started helping me out. And then I kind of kind of grew and kind of parted ways and started running for Yokomo at one point and now I'm on AE again and it's been great. Uh, I guess just teammates throughout the years. Um, Dakota Fenn was, was a pretty big inspiration. I guess he's from Michigan. Also, he was doing remarkable things at a younger age and I kind of wanted to gain some speed and, and be kind of like him when I was younger. Yeah. And the phenom man, he's a, uh, we have a joke though at nitro. He fends himself cause he never finishes, but, um, I think the dude, that's a great guy to emulate. He's extremely talented, man, super fast. And, uh, you know, he's just pretty pretty professional, I would say, the way he does things. Uh, factory tracks. Now, I've heard this before. I kind of, I've never really talked to anybody from the team, but I want to assume it's similar to, like, the one-up AE team we have going on now on the West Coast, but it was there before, so it's like a, like a satellite team that takes young drivers and, and rooms them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, kind of like the one up team before one up. And I mean, they're still around, uh, you know, Aiden and Al Horn, Austin mm -hmm. Horn. Um, I all started it and kind of grew it in our area, the Michigan area. And it's kind of expanded. I think they have a couple people in Indiana. I think they have one out in Colorado now. So it's, it's growing pretty big. I think they might have around 20 drivers now. Wow. Um, it's really, I think it's great for the hobby. 
kind of getting younger people uh, who, who have speed and potential kind of help and groom them, like you said, to uh, become kind of national names. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it worked. It's kind of working for you. I see that Aiden has now left and like going full, I believe he's going full AE and um, pursuing his RC career, which I think is great. And these guys just are, uh, are prepared for that. I mean, I assume they teach you a lot of like how to just wrench on your cars and just be, you know, just be a good ambassador for RC as well. And be fast. So it's good to see, man. It's good to see. I kind of wish we had something like that in, in eight scale, man. We desperately are missing that, like, um, that, that, that separation. Like, where you guys have it. Like, I'm, I'm a big, I do get down on stock a lot on this podcast, right? But I do like the fact that stock is a, is a, a way for young guys to get faster and get up to speed and then branch out and go into mod, which should be the ultimate goal to get to mod. We need something like that in eight scale. All right. So, like I said, 2017 was your breakout year. You killed it. What the, how, how much, I mean, you was killing it in stock because I kept hearing your name. You killed it at the E-Nets. So let's talk about 2017. You was what? Uh, you, well, that's what? Three years ago, four years ago. So you was like 14, 15. You're still a young man. Still young. Uh, young. And you was killing it. Like, I think that was the biggest thing. I watched your, I watched some of your races from, um, from Chico, man. And I was like, man, this, this kid is killing it out there. Like, wow. Uh, let's talk about that, man. What were some of your big wins, uh, big accomplishments in 2017 that kind of like, and then after that you bent mod. So, uh, 2017 was my, I guess, lone year on factory tracks. Uh, I did CRC. I won CRC with both stock classes. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a few more races, a couple of the J concept series. Um, like you said, I went out to Chico and I was able to get a podium in e-buggy at nationals. That was really cool for myself. First time being on a podium at a national event. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually out West for about a month. We did hot, um, hot rod hobby shootout. Uh, we did a J concept series race out in Arizona. That was really cool. Um, I guess at the end of the year, kind of in the summer in August, I got my first national title in Maryland. That was super cool to, to accomplish for myself. Um, I guess those are my big wins. Just e-buggy and that national title, really cool, special to me. Hey, there's a two two are big enough, I think, for the year. You know, especially because you kind of predominantly you didn't do nitro. You was just focused on e-buggy. Like e-buggy was like looked like it was kind of like a side thing. Like you just went there, uh, but your your focus was was two wheel drive and four wheel drive. So congratulations. Now you win the stock nationals. Which did you just did you win both classes or how did that work? Um, so, at, in Maryland, I won 13, five, four wheel buggy. And then I got third and two wheel buggy. Okay. All right. Who beat you at that time? Uh, in stock buggy, Tater Sontag got his first national title there. Really? He won two wheel and then Will Cushing, Will Cushing got second. Okay. Yeah. Both of those names, obviously I'm, I'm familiar with Tater and I haven't met Will, but I've seen, seen his name around. So that's cool. So now you jump up 2018 is kind of when I get, I got to know you, 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 you signed with Yokomo. Was you still running Jake? Was you running J concepts at the time or did you, when you went to Yokomo or did you join them when you joined Yokomo? Um, no. So, uh, J concepts was kind of like a, a part of factory tracks and okay. I stayed with J concepts when I went to Yokomo and then I switched from Reedy to hobby wing. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure what, what had happened. So you still had, you're familiar with the tires, but a completely new chassis, now you came out like I know like expectations were high for you in 2018 
because you was you know you had a really good 2017. And let's talk about your 2018 because you did have some struggles, but you had some good results as well. Uh, what you what was your first race of mod in 2018 that you that you went out to? Was it CRCRC? Yeah, CRC was the first race I went out to on the Yokomo platform, mm -hmm. national level at least. Uh, I had a pretty good showing there. I made both mod mains, um, just missed podium and four wheel, but I was content with that as a, uh, I guess, kickstarter to the year. Yeah, and then you did Reedy that year too, yeah. right? And you raced uh, yeah. You raced open. How'd you finish in, uh, at Reedy that year? So uh, we actually missed sign-ups for Reedy, so we had to go to the race into Reedy, and then the next week go out for Reedy. Um, I TQ'd two-wheel open. I don't know where I qualified in four-wheel. Mm -hmm. I made the main, though, so that, that was important to me. Um, had a really good start to the mains in two-wheel and kind of made a bad choice, and and. I guess hindsight's always twenty twenty, but that choice costed me what I think could have been a, a Reedy Open championship. Wow. But you still have time. I mean, you can, can you go into Open now at Reedy when it happens again? Yeah, I can run Open now. Um, I don't know if I have a whole lot of interest in, in that at okay. the moment. I think uh, since it didn't happen this year, obviously, uh, I guess my, my main goal I, looking ahead would be to make the main at nationals in either mod two-wheel or mod four-wheel ideally both so that way i can run an invite at reedy yes um but okay. if that doesn't happen i guess i can just uh plan on running open next year or try again at nationals okay yeah that makes sense i would i did not realize that if you made the main at the at the nationals you got an invite i wasn't sure so i didn't know that all right good stuff um so, but then you kind of come in some struggles in 2018. I think you went, was the Nationals that year at, um, at, at, at in, in Arizona, I believe, or was it the, um, yeah, it was. So you went there, you struggled there a bit at that track. You kind of, and you're like, I know yeah. I remember you talking yeah, to your dad. Room. He was a bit frustrated. Then you went to Enats with our car and you, you kind of struggled there compared to, and I mean, let's be honest, like Plex is a hard, a hard track to be fast at. You know, Tebow goes up there now, and those guys beat him. Uh, so two hard hard tracks, I think, that you kind of, you know, everybody was expecting big things from you, and it kind of, I'm not saying that it was disappointing. No, I would, like, I think you was a little bit disappointed on your finishes there. I know you wanted to do well. But uh, it just seemed like after that, like, just something wasn't there anymore. Like, I, I don't want to. I know you um, you work with Ryan and, and Pillars, but it seemed like you just didn't gel too well with the with the Yokomo for the rest of the year. Am I correct? Um, to an extent, I think it was just kind of a best if we parted ways for both parties. Um, I think I kind of got a little full of myself and what my abilities may have been and what I was ready for that year. So uh, taking a step back and kind of, resigning if you will from yokomo I, I think in the long run it's a good choice at the in the moment uh, a lot of people probably questioned it but um here today i'm pretty confident in the decision i think it worked out for both parties um yokomo is a great team as you know uh joe and it's kind of kind of um shrunk in the united states a little bit ryan's still running the cards as of now he's doing great um but i think for me personally the ae cars and the choices that i made have helped me a lot yeah, because you actually resigned from a chassis. You kept, I believe, you kept JC as a sponsor, or, or no, I can't remember. And you, um, actually, go ahead. After nationals in Chandler, I 
Um, like I said, I, I was kind of full myself and what I do. So I ended up dropping, um, from a few sponsors of my electronics. Uh, JC was one of them and Yokomo. And I signed with Phantom about a month later. Um, kind of their local to me about an hour and a half away. I know the owners really well. Um, it was a good fit and, and kind of a, a good grounding for me to regain my focus and, uh, prepare for, for mod when I decided to come back to run that again. So did, did, yeah, because we didn't we didn't really see that much. Like, you know, you was it was shocking. I remember and I was just like, oh man. I said, Oh, we're gonna get the blame for this. Like they're gonna blame JQ Racing for this. Watch. Like, you know, everybody. But they kinda didn't. But um it was disappointing. I remember talking to you. I remember this because I remember I was talking to your dad and I think I just had my daughter and it's just like I was actually in the hospital and I said, like, Hey, what's up? And he goes, Oh man, we're we're taking a break. And I was like, What? I was like, What's going on? And he goes, Yeah, we're taking a break. And I didn't really get it. And I think that was the last time I kind of talked to him. And I think you kind of did the right thing. Like, um, was it really humbling? Like, did it, did it, hum did you bring it on a notch? Like, or how, what, like, what did it do for you? Like, you know, and personally, emotionally, like, I know it must've been like kind of, you know, like kind of a big blow, especially for a young man at, in your age at that time, he's 15, you know, um, what's it, 15, 15, 16? It's, you're still at a very young age. I'm st you're still young, but, you know, it's that's a lot to deal with at 16. Uh, did it humble you down and just make you refocus altogether? Um, yeah, at 15 years old and dropping those those big sponsors, I mean, it was a tough pill to swallow. But like I said, looking back on it, it was the right decision for me. Um, signing with Phantom, uh, we made a deal. I kind of would run stock and help them regain some national recognition mm -hmm. um, that helped me tremendously because going back to stock, it, it was something that I, I knew I was good at and I could be competitive in and wouldn't really have to worry about uh, about setup as much just because you're, you're going a little bit slower on the track. The track car is not going to do uh, as many weird things. I could kind of just focus on my, my mental state at the track, mm -hmm. and I think that helped a lot uh, in regaining confidence. So that way when I did come back to running mod, I, uh, I I knew I could compete with with Dakotas and Spencers and all them, um, so it was more a mental thing for me opposed to like I guess you'd say a setup or a right. sponsor wise. Right, you can't. I think you probably like like you said you got a big head and then you like when you got a big head you don't even listen to your dad you don't listen to nobody, and sometimes you just have to get what done a little bit. But I think it. It sounds like it's really humbled you down. I mean, how was your 2019 at stock? Because I used to, I saw you did really well for Phantom. I always saw you. I would see the announcements about Phantom and stuff like that. So 2019, you're doing stock. How did you do? Um, so my first race in 2019 in stock was CRC again. Um, I won two wheel. I got second in four wheel. Um, did some J concept series races again, uh, went out to nationals. I was able to win, um, all three of the classes that I raced, uh, which was stock short course, stock four wheel and stock two wheel. Uh, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then some, kind of similar. I mean, I just needed a break after that, that long weekend. And I, I didn't run again until, um, January when I signed with, with, um, AE right. and AKA other than, club race here and there. I, I wasn't doing any big races, uh, I guess, kind of uh, similarly, just to kind of calm my head down a little bit, regain regain some balance, if you will, mm -hmm. emotionally, and uh, swing again in January. Yeah, um, I mean, that's congratulations. I didn't even realize that you won uh, stock nationals and you won three classes in 2019. So, so you're a two-time stock national champion. That's good. Uh, that's always a great feather in your cap. 
And um, then, like, obviously COVID happened and we didn't hear from you at all, like, all of 2020. So, uh, and then when you showed up in December, like, it was it was great to see you. So, what did you do 2020? Any type of racing at all, RC, anything, or what's been going on with you? So, 2020, um, I did CRC and Smack Track for the J Concepts INS uh, right before COVID hit its peak and everything shut down. Mm -hmm. Um I think I was in B main and mod two wheel buggy and I got 10th and mod four wheel buggy. So to make the main in one of those classes after a, a break from national events and, and super high level competition was super cool. And then I went to INS and I got third in mod, mod two wheel buggy um, behind Dakota and Cole and beat some really good racers there too, uh, which was a confidence booster. However, I didn't make the main in four wheel, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, but uh, that two wheel really gave me confidence. And then I was, I was excited to go into March and, all of a sudden COVID hit and shut down the country and we couldn't race again until, or go to big races rather until around December for us is mm -hmm. when I was able to finally get out and I went to Top Gun. Uh, I struggled there. Um, it was a hard track, hard environment to learn, get the mm -hmm. setups right. But I salvaged a fourth place in my world buggy and I think I got ninth or 10th and two wheel, which isn't, isn't great. But, but after a, eight month break or whatever it was due to COVID, it was, it was great to get to the track and that was really what was important. So you didn't do any type of RC in that time then? Not really, no, because in February, or in March, rather, when we shut down in Michigan, I just kind of stayed home for a couple months, didn't really do a lot, and then in the summer, I got a job, uh, was working full-time over the summer, none of the tracks were really open, um, no big races going on. I may have club raced here and there come the fall time, but other than that, no, I was just, just enjoying enjoying life. As yeah. much as you can during those conditions. Did you have what and type of job did you have? Once December. What was you? What? I was doing uh, lawn care, so mowing. Oh, you was doing hard work. Yeah, I all mean, right. if you, I mean, riding mowers and then weed whipping and stuff like that. Okay, all right, all right, that's good, man. That that builds character too. That that makes you work hard, so you're gonna have to do that and again, you know. You're like, okay, I want to get an education, or I want to be an yeah. RC superstar. One of these two. I don't want to be cutting grass for a living. Not saying there's nothing wrong with that. It's just some, it's a hard, some hard work. So, all right. Um, so you're, you're 18 years old now. You're still in school. You're still in high school, right? Yeah, I've seen you this year. Okay, so how have you been balancing RC and school all these years? Um. I guess in school, I've never really had to do a lot of homework or, or study super hard. So that, that helped a lot with racing and missing school. I can kind of just go into, into the classroom after missing a few days and catch up pretty effortless, effortlessly. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, my grades suffer a little bit when I, go, when I go to a big race and miss four days of school. But for the most part, I've been able to hang on to a GPA and stuff that I consider acceptable. Um, get some test scores that I, or I was okay with, and then college is coming up, I guess, this fall. Oh, yeah. So college, where are you planning on going? As of now, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'll probably end up in state to save some money, Okay. not quite sure as of now. What are you interested in? I'll be going to school for business. Okay, smart man. You want to make money. You want to make money. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, Your dad's a smart businessman, too, so... I don't, I, I could understand that. Uh, all right. So let, but I, I like that you, what do you, what do your friends think about this? Like, uh, what do you, like, how do you, do you, do they think it's cool? Cause this is one of our disconnects. Like we're trying to get more young 
young kids, young people into RC. I want to see more young people because th this is the future. But what we have to compete against video games and any, everything else. Because right, let's be honest, like RC does not get girls. So when you're set 16, 17 and you're a boy, you want you want to do things that get girls. Um, I understand that. Do your friends think this is cool? Like, do they understand what you do? Um, so, I mean, a few people at school, uh, no, I don't really go around and talk about it a whole lot. Like if people Google my name just for a joke or whatever, they'll see all of it and I'll answer their questions. Uh, I guess it's like 50, 50. Some people are like, oh, that's really cool. And right. A few other people are just like, eh, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like cost. Like they, they do it if it was a, right, a little bit right, cheaper, right. like video games, you're saying it's kind of like a one-time purchase mm -hmm. with RC car. You have to get parts whenever you break. You have to get electronics whenever they go bad. Tires are reoccurring, just stuff like that. I yeah. mean, it's more probably cost-effective to get a video game or something like oh, that of course, in high school, of which is unfortunate. But how about sports? And into any other sports besides? Well, I guess this is a sport for you. Not you know, it's more than a hobby. It's a sport for you. Any interest in any outside sports? You play any other sports in high school? Um, so I don't, I don't play any sports, okay. but I like to follow like college sports, basketball, football. I enjoy that a lot. Um. Supercross here and again whenever I can catch that. Wow, I, it seems weird that an RC guy isn't into Supercross. I haven't met one yet that isn't into like into Supercross. So it's interesting. Cool. All right, so let's talk about your future here for RC. Obviously, you got school on your mind, which is which is super smart because you know RC isn't the best future plan for anybody. Uh, because you're only as a racer, you're only as fast as you as your last race. Uh. What are your plans? You got 21 coming up here. You just did some e-buggy racing, like I said, at, at All for Fun RC. You bested Lutz. Congratulations on that. You know, that's his, that's one of his faster classes. Uh, your dad's going to take Nitro a little bit serious here. You, got, you said you're going to take Nitro serious, which I'm glad to hear. Uh, is Nitro something that you've always wanted to do? Uh, is it... Has it been a struggle for you? Because I remember you was fast with the e-buggy, but Nitro was a bit of a struggle for you. Uh, is it a focus? Do you think you, I think you need it. Uh, do you think it's something you want to focus on and be good at? Um, Nitro, actually, my dad is super into the Nitro stuff. He over quarantined. He was kind of looking into it, learning all about these setups and stuff. He's like, we got to do it when it starts up again. I was kind of on the fence about it because, I mean, Nitro has always been a struggle for me, whether it's been the power band mm -hmm. and how it's delivered or how, how much lighter the car is than an e-buggy. I'm not sure. It's just always been a struggle for me. Um, so I was kind of on the fence about it. And then he's like, all right, I'll get a car going. We'll make it good. I was like, all right. And then I kind of started to lean more into, yeah, this, this could be something that I want to do and um, have some fun doing. Uh, like you said, e-buggy, I'm already pretty, pretty comfortable in. So uh, we decided to do some nitro racing and e-buggy racing at RC Fun Park. And then uh, we're going to try and do DNC if, if that race happens this month. Yes, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be so interesting. This is, um, I'm excited about this uh, DNC. I mean, for me, it's not going to have all the Euro flavor that it usually has. But what it what it has coming is you young younger racers coming. Like you... Uh, the Renner Connects, the Aiden Horns. Then, like, I would say the fast guys in our group are, like, in the eight skill guys are, like, the Spencer Heckerts, Tyler Jones, uh, Seth Van Dalens. But you guys are just a little bit younger than them guys and hungry, and I like this. And I think we're going to see a DNC where you younger guys shine. So I'm excited for this. I'm, it's a hard race. It's a hard race, but 
it's gonna, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're going. This is your first DNC, right? All right, yeah, it, it's gonna be hard because, man, well, Thunder Alley is all right. It's it's because it doesn't really get too blown out, and it depends what type of layout Joey puts in there. But uh, when I went to RCGP, it, it I thought it held up pretty good, you know. Uh, so it should be interesting to see. Uh, I definitely think Nitro is important for you, man. I, I don't want to see you... Nothing, it's nothing wrong with this, but I don't want to see you become a 10-scale early guy. You know, I I think when you look at some of these great racers in the world, they they're, they race Nitro, too. I mean, look at a guy like Ranafal. He doesn't race Orangaro. They don't race much 10-scale, but they're able to compete in a, at, on a world-class level at 10-scale. And it's utterly amazing to me. And they're both European champions in 10-scale, in as well as... Well, Orangaro isn't. So I definitely want to see you, um, you know, I was talking, I want to see Born a Crime do some more eight-scale ni eight Nitro, Matthew Gonzalez. I think it's important for you guys, man, and it's just, I think, something you're going to probably have to learn, you know. I think it is the power, though. E-Buggy, it gets you out of so much trouble with that power, you know. And uh, Nitro just have to carry so much corner seat, but, hey, man, I don't have to tell you how to drive. You are... A thousand times more skilled than I would ever be, but I I just want to see it because I think, I think you have the right attitude. I think your dad has the right attitude. He he is, he like he doesn't take any prisoners. And you guys are comment like we kind of agree on a lot of things. Like I want to see the old guard be challenged by the young guard, which is you guys and the younger guys in Europe and all this type of stuff. What's what's your thoughts on that? Like, um, are you scared? Do you get nervous around these these fast? older legends that are in rc or are you like a young tiger trying to rip like just i'm going for everybody um no uh when i'm running with them on the track like before when i was younger like 2018 when i was around 15 years old it was like all right i'm just supposed to be me i'm not supposed to be be competitive with them so when i was competitive with them it was awesome and then I guess uh, since like 2020, uh, when I went to CRC after taking a little bit of a break and was, was running lap times that were comparable to them and then went to smack track and did well. And then especially this year at CRC, um, when I when I was podium and two-wheel mod buggy, um, it's more of a confidence thing now. I'm, I'm boosting my confidence. And it's not like um, it's not I shouldn't be competitive with them. It's I should beat them. Yes. Um, I feel I'm, I'm capable of doing it uh, and – when it happens, it's awesome, and, and when it doesn't happen, it's whatever. It's next race. I love it. I love it. You're not being a fanboy. You're being a champion. I love it. I think what you've done, I mean, going back down to stock, regaining your 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 center, you know what I mean? You was wobbling. I like to say this. You was wobbling off axis, and then you, you came down, brought your head down, humbled down a little bit, went back in your craft, earned your craft a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying everything's gonna come easy and stuff and in the mod, but now you can you have a you're older, you have a better outlook on life. You can do things better, you can think things through. I love it. I, I'm I'm excited to see what you do, not just in I mean in nitro, but in ten scale this year, you know, because I think more of these young guys need to need to have this killer instinct. Like, you know, if you want we're racing, you know, and you have you are one of the guys to get get that I think can probably be a professional racer and do very well at this. If that's what you choose, um, but I love the attitude, man. Take no prisoners. I love it. Does that come from your dad too? Because he seems to he he definitely goes against the grain when it comes to things. Um, I, I guess it could be a little bit as far as racing goes and my outlook on that. He he instills a lot of confidence in me, 
and kind of like telling me that I can run with them and, and I'm able to beat them consistently if I put my head down. Um, so that could be a uh, part of it's also just results as they've come and just kind of like realizing that, I, hey, I can compete and I'm able to win against these guys. It's, it's just kind of calm me down when I'm on the stand racing them, especially at SCRC. That track was super brutal, high speed and a little bumpy. So I kind of had to calm my driving down, and it, it was calming to know that I didn't have to push the car to run their lap times and and uh, challenge them for a win. So I agree. So are you? Is your goal now, like if floating between university and stuff, is your goal to pursue actually doing this for a living? Is this something that you want to do, or do you still want to? Like, I mean, you got. I gotta ask you this. You're 18. You're coming to that decision. Like, do I want to pursue this and do it, or do I want to take some time from school and do it? Or do I want to try and balance school in this? Because school in this is going to be hard. It can be done. Yeah, um, I'll probably try and balance it uh, as much as I can. If if it gets to too much, I'll I'll I'll, I'll go to school. If it gets to too much, um, as far as doing it as a living, it, it all depends on how I how I evolve uh, as a racer. If I keep getting better, if if companies are willing to work with me in that sense. Um, I haven't thought too much about that now. Um, as of now, I'm focused on kind of kind of going to school, doing this as much as I can, getting a degree and starting a company so I can get some income going like that in case RC, I guess, doesn't work out. Um, Dude, you I've can buy an RC. The dream isn't to do this for a living. It's, it's to get my own company. Right. you, Dude, when you make your own company, you can just go, like, you don't you wouldn't need any sponsorship. You can buy RC. You know what I mean? That's what you can do. Like, go out and make millions and millions and come back and buy RC. That's all you got to do. Like, I buy everybody. You know, I'm going to make RC how I want it to be. Uh, thoughts on our industry today? Uh, you've been in it for a long time. It's still kind of done the same way. Um, We're big proponents of we want to see things change. We want to see more people get into it. We want to promote young racers like you who who get it. Do you? What is there? Some things you like to see? Like I, I really think we need to promote our what we do to people so people can see what we're doing. Um. Yeah. There's a couple things that my dad and I were actually talking about with another racer just last night. Uh, similar to what you were saying, kind of how the stock is like a stepping stone in ten scale. My dad was talking about it'd be cool if we had a, a different engine that was a little bit tamer, a little bit calmer for people to, to step into nitro a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, so as far as eight skill goes in nitro, I think a new engine that kind of calms, calms the car down a little bit and slows it down so people can focus on the car instead of just racing the track um, will help a lot. As far as 10 skill goes, um, there's big arguments about, about 17.5 and it's too fast and it's taking away from mod. Um, What's your thoughts on that? that? Uh, I, I I agree, but I don't know what we'd do to fix it because if you're going to make 21.5 the stock class, then anyone who thinks the 21.5 is too slow is going to run mod with their 17.5, and you're going to have that same problem. It's almost two different classes that are kind of just on the track at once, and it'll be super awkward mm -hmm. um, running with them, and it, it's going to be a lot of, a lot different if that does happen. Well, her, I, what I think needs to happen, because 10 scale is a, is a great gateway into RC, we need a spec class for new, like, not, like I think the 21.5 class would be good for that. I know we, I'm, I like, we don't need more classes, but we definitely need um, a spec class for beginners, for newbies that they could come in. And like, I think stock could be the middle ground 
on that, but it just, I think stock is just, I call stock modified and modified stock because I mean, you have to do so like you, these, well, stock is for tinkerers too, as well. I get that. I get yeah, that. That's another thing. I get that. But it just seems to be so much. I don't know what they were looking for. Just so much rules and regulations and fights over this and stuff like that. I'm also not really big on, I know, I didn't know that stock guys made money till I met you guys and a couple other guys. I don't know how, to, how I feel about that, but I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. These guys have to sell stock motors and you guys, I get it. I just, it's just something that I don't know how I feel about. I think it should be amateur and you guys have to, bump up. when you want to get some, some revenue, you have to bump up the mod. But I get that mo- the stock motors is a big thing, big money maker in, in stock and a, obviously a big thing. I just think we wish we could clean that up somehow. How about just like how we promote? Like, what do you think about it? Like, like you said, some kids don't get it. Some like I, I, I honestly think, like my dream if people like with you younger, the younger generation coming up is that we get these guys who aren't afraid to to go like you to go after these guys who aren't trying to kiss their ass. Not you're not being disrespectful, but you're trying to beat them. And I kind of want this young guy or these this RC racers that's going to bring some charisma and bring some some character to our our industry man like you you're a good looking dude you got this long flowing blonde manes like you don't look like your average rc guy like if i had you on my i would market you like crazy like i'd be like hey man let's do a promo right now stuff like that that's how i feel about rc would you like to see rc become cooler that's what i would like to see like more like motocross stuff like that rivalries like like, I think AE and TLR is going to have a big-ass rivalry this year, especially with all you young guys in 10 scale and all the young guys they are got in, in, in 10 scale, and then they've got a pretty stacked 8 scale team. Like, all this makes RC exciting, but we kind of shy away from it, man. That's my thing. That's my argument right there. So, um, I, I kind of think about that here and again. Uh, I, I kind of like what you were saying, more like a Supercross almost, but mm-hmm. also like a... Uh, an NFL or college football or whatever. Where so if there's like you have an argument in the locker room, you always got people reporting that reporting that about uh, yeah. football and stuff. I think it'd be cool if I don't whether it's live RC or or some other company or, or broadcasting news network thing that'll come out. Um, if there's an argument in the track or if, if tempers get high and people are yelling at each other, I think it'd be cool to have headlines and articles on on say Cavalry. Uh, let's loose on Staub or Staub let's loose on Mayfield or whatever. I think it'd be super interesting, kind of add more drama to the sport or hobby, whatever you want to refer to it yes. as. Um, just draw more attention to all the drama that, that happens and goes on. Because I feel like there's stuff that happens. People yell every once in a while, but it's never really brought up. It's mm-hmm. only maybe in the comment sections on a few posts, you'll see something. But like you'll never, it's always uh, Cavalry wins a race or whatever. The Riff can win such and such. It's never like, like when Ka- or Rifkin and Dakota got into it at CRC, you never really saw an article about that argument and what happened then. I did it. I Yeah, you guys did a podcast on that. Yeah. We, we put the video um, because I think that's ex- like, exciting. I think that's what we need to look at. It's two pro racers that hit each other in the first race of the year. Like, if I was... If I was Fend, I don't know, or if I was if I was Rifkin, I would I would kind of be like watching my back the next race because maybe the TLR guys are coming for me. And then if I'm the AE manager, I'm like, hey man, it's it's on. Like you know, somebody's gonna, you know, I said it. Like do that secret that secret 
call like Kaka. Next thing you know, like you're doing a, fa- a, fa- a fa- team orders, take him out. I'm not saying I want people to be taken out, but we we're too vanilla, too PC. We sweep all this stuff under the carpet when people are into this stuff and it makes it exciting. We need to talk about it. Why not use it to promote what we do? Right at CRC, like you said, they got into it on the straightaway um, and A1, and then A2. Uh, I was able to get into the lead, and then I saw kind of the corner of my eye. They got into it, uh, got into each other again. Whether or not they hit each other, or one of them got loose and kind of something happened there, I don't know. But whether or not it happened intentionally, I think it'd be awesome to exploit that and kind of ask that question and make articles about that and be like, "Yeah, I don't I, new new you rivalry don't have brewing between Rivkin and Fenn." We don't have it in RC yeah, anymore. We no... used to. We used to in the magazines, but and you know stuff like that they would say it but now it's just like man everybody wants everything to be quiet but i think you guys can change that like with this attitude like just be on if i'm gonna give you one word of advice man follow your what you said you like to see things like don't be a dickhead but be forceful like don't take no don't take no crap from these guys beat or put your foot on if somebody gets into you don't be afraid to say something to them like I, that's the only way you're going to get respect, I think, as a young racer. And too many guys are too too busy, scared to do that type of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? If you're serious about this, you're a competition, you, and you want to do this, you got you to gotta kind of force your way in and say, hey, I'm her, and I ain't taking no crap. I think you're on the way. Don't get me wrong. You have the right attitude because you don't – I like it. Like, I just like it. Like, how you – that's why I kind of always like talking to you and your dad. Like, I like your way – your approach to RC. You guys had a, a no BS way, no BS approach to it. And I wish you guys all the success, man. And I hope you can be that character in RC that I hope you can be. Like, you know, I really do because we need it. You get it. Like, you get what we need to do. But I just want others to be like that. So I hope so, man. I hope so. Uh, I agree with you, man. I know we, was, we weren't going to talk too long. We've been going for about 40-something minutes. I know you're a young man. You got things to do. Um, don't cut the hair, man. I like it. I think it's wild. I think I want to know. I want to. I have one little question for you. Who's your biggest rival here in ten scale? Who do you hate to lose to? I'm sorry. What? Who do you hate to lose to? <laughs> um, that's tough. Uh, I don't like losing to Aiden Horn. That's just because we grew up racing each other. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been friends since we were six and seven years old. I guess it's just kind of like an unsaid rivalry, in my opinion. I know, I know he likes he likes to beat me. I like to beat him. But I mean, when I TQ'd around at CRC, he was the first one to come up and congratulate me, which was cool. I mean, we've been friends since, like I said, since we were kids, and and kind of to have the respect we do for each other on the track, and then when when things don't go our way and go good for another, we can kind of congratulate them and focus on our next round while they focus on theirs and. Whether or not he views it that way, I don't like losing to him. Mm-hmm. I like beating him a lot. I know he, he likes winning in general, whether it's beating me to do so or not. He doesn't care. Um, but I guess it's just him. I do not like losing to my old friends. That's awesome. And you guys are like now, like again, on the same team, probably going to DNC together or going to, you know, not together, but we'll be in the pitting together. It's awesome to see. Anybody impress you right now in the stock ranks? you think is going to be he's going to be fast and needs to get to mod um at CRC, i haven't really focused on it but at crc i was watching um matt gonzalez looked really strong he's been he looked strong last year also i think i think he could be really good in mod at the end of this year or whenever he decides to bump up 
Um, I watched CRC a little bit in qualifying and Cameron Ayers threw down some really good runs. She did. Whether she or not she she's uh, wants to, whether or not she wants to jump up in the mod, um, I think she can, she can do really well on that. A uh, um, couple other people, AJ Morasco has been on his stock for a while. I know, I know. Uh, AJ's into drag racing now. AJ has been doing a lot of drag racing. I've seen money. that, yeah. No prep. Um, yeah, I think he'd be good in mod if if, uh, if that's something he wants to do. Uh, I'm sure there's other people out there on the on the West Coast and mm-hmm. more down south and around the country that I don't particularly know about, but there's there's got to be a lot of people out in the, around here who can throw down in stock who yeah. are ready to bump up to mod. I, I'm definitely on you if Born a Crime, Matthew Gonzalez, he uh and he needs to run Nitro and I'm and every time he posts something about ten scale snowflakeish, I always say Nitro is the glory because. He has to. I just, I'm on him. And I was talking to him the other day. And he's like, I might run it at DNC. I said, don't waste my time. When you, when I see a, a, a nitro engine there on your table, I'll believe you. But yeah, man, um, I'm super excited for you. Uh, I I'd actually want to get your dad on her one day. I think your dad would make a great co-host for this. I'll be like, and now we get Chad on. And he'd be just like, I think that, 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 that. And I could hear him going into one of our rants right now. I think it would be awesome. But uh, tell him I said hello. Would you like to say... Uh, uh, shout out to your sponsors or anybody before we sign off her. Oh uh, yeah. First things first. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. It was a great time. Uh, hopefully to see you at DNC or any other eight skill races DNC, in the future, assuming that they're able to happen. Yes. Well, maybe at nationals, if you, if you end up there, uh, <laughs> assuming so. we're allowed to have these races in the future. Um, obviously thanks to all my sponsors, AE, AKA Phantom, RC1, Dad Bods Design, DBX Films, 920. Um, I couldn't couldn't really be where I am without you guys and the support that you're giving me. Um, hope to see you at the next race, everybody. Any advice for any young racers out there starting to RC? Um, yeah, I guess don't get a big head like I did. Um, think if I could have stayed a little more level-headed and contained my emotions a little bit better and kept myself in check, I wouldn't have took uh, what some people view as uh, a backward step in, in racing. Um, just make sure you're ready to bump up to mod when you're ready to bump up to mod. If it, if it means taking an extra year than people think for stock or whatever you're racing, uh, do that. And uh, the biggest thing is really your, your head and where you are mentally opposed to how your car is uh, on the track handling-wise. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um... I think you're in a good spot. You sound so much mature, so very mature now, and I like it. Like I said, don't cut the hair, man. Leave it. I love it. We need it. We need that wild hair. You almost look like Max when he had his hair all crazy, uh, you know, when he grew his hair all out. Um, good luck in whatever you choose to do, man. Thank you for your time coming on her. Good luck at DNC if you go. Tell your dad I said what's up. I'll be following you guys, and hopefully we get you on her. Like, I hope to see you on some podiums this year. Um you know, I know 10 scale is big for you. I hope you really do well at that. I want to see you do well in Nitro. And good luck, man. And keep that attitude, man. Stay humble, but don't take no crap. Like that, Honestly, like, you you have the right attitude. You don't want to be as good as these guys. You want to be bad or you want to beat them. And I love it. And if more young guys thought like you, they would be further along in their careers, too, or further along in their racing. All right, Drayton. Well, thank you for your time, dude. Stay warm. And, man, I look forward to seeing what you do this year. Thank you. All right, dude. Bye-bye.
We are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. Yes, 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 indeed. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. It's time to put your big boy pants on. And, you know, if you're a snowflake, you might want to not listen to this part of the podcast. If you have young children, probably don't want to listen to this because this is the part of the podcast that we get pretty raw and gritty. And, Max, you haven't done one of these in a long time. Did you see I even put you in some of the pictures of the um, of the intro of that? So thank you to JQ Racing yeah. for sponsoring this part. Th- shout out to all my JQ Racing family around the world so max my rant is going to be pretty brief this week um and it involves some incidents that i was involved in this week which i didn't want to be involved in so and i think we we as if you're a sponsored racer or, or whatever you want if you get a deal from somebody these are probably two things you shouldn't do so if so i'll, I'll talk about the first one quick like all right man i get it you may not be liking the buggy you may not be having fun with it you you know you may not you may not you may feel that it doesn't suit you as a lot of people say but that doesn't give you permission to just trash like here's what aggravates me about this you give somebody a deal you give them a deal people's like okay i got a deal but what do you like i i give you a deal I help you with support. I, I I push you. I talk to you. I try to, you know, maybe I can't do everything you want. You still get something. When you get one of these deals from a guy, when you got a deal or sponsored by a a, 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 a company, you should, I, I kind of look at it. How would this company, how, if, if this is my company, how would I treat it? You know what I mean? So that means when you're racing, when things are going good, when things are going bad, you got to treat it with respect. You know, like this company, they don't have to give you a, a discount. Yes, you can get a discount from somewhere else. That's fine. But you chose this company or you chose a particular company. Give them the respect they deserve. Like give the, you put in work. I get it. You, sometimes you put in work, you get frustrated, all this type of stuff. I guess my point of this is do not make decisions in emotional ways after a race day. After a bad race day, you might be emotional. You're probably emotional. You're probably like, I hate this car. I hate this. I hate that other stuff. Sometimes it's best just to step back, go sleep, and wake up in the morning with a fresh brain. Don't, don't get on Facebook. Start, start something. Send pictures of, you know, doing like, don't do stuff like throw cars and trashes, trash cans. Yes, it's probably a joke, but for people, some people, some people there put a lot of work into it. I know I put a lot of work. I put a lot of time into the people that go into JQ Racing. I have people that leave all the time and I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't mind if you leave the, the team. What I do mind is how you leave the team. Like you, Max, when you left JQ Racing, you didn't say anything bad. You left. We kind of took, took a couple of digs at you because we was upset. I know I was, but you didn't say nothing back. You just did your thing and you went. Yeah. I think people can learn from that. Like, yeah, you don't like it. But what, I think what pissed me off about one of these situations the most is that this guy asked me for a bump in, 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 in his team and his team's percentage and we weren't given team percentage and i said all right i might I, all right he's he's been kind of doing videos and stuff like that but man i was just really disappointed and what and how that happened and i'm like usually i'll let things like that slide but this week i didn't want to i just get kind of tired of i get it 
your customer too. I try to treat you as a customer. I mean, there's there's a way to do things. You could have just said, "Hey, Richie, like you like message the person that you message message me like you message me when you want something. You know what I mean? When you want something done, you message me no matter what. You know, don't don't be messaging people at eleven thirty at night when you you you're pissed off and sending them messages like people are sleeping, man. You know, come on. And just I just woke up to see all of that, and I was just like, man, I'm not letting this slide this week. I've I've bit my tongue enough. And I kind of posted it on Facebook, and I think it's true. Like, don't burn bridges, man. You never know. You never know when that company, that person might be in a position that you you might come and see them. You need them. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm going to say. I mean, these pro guys, they burn bridges too. But if you see it, they really come back around because it's all about money. But as an amateur racer who's doing this for fun, it's not that serious. There's no need to be getting so upset that you burn bridges and people that you once cared about or once you say you cared about, it's like you, like you just treat them like shit. So here's one rule. If you want to leave a company and all that type of, if you don't, if you think you're going to bounce around companies, don't take a deal, number one. You can privately, you can go out and do that on the privateer side. But just show the company a little bit of respect when you leave. Like, it's no need for that. Like, it's no need to make a show on Facebook and have, you know, I wake up and there's pictures of people. Oh, what's this guy doing? That gets frustrating. So you saw that happen. I'm not mentioning names. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a cool guy, and I, I like him, and i still friends with him and all that stuff. I just didn't appreciate how that happened. There's a way to do things. So that's one thing. Don't burn bridges if you really want to leave. The second thing that I want to rant about was actually something a little bit worse. And this is, I think this is a problem we see in RC. Uh, and it comes, with, it comes back to classes and all this type of stuff, and people having to run all these different classes and all this type of stuff. I got involved in something that had absolutely nothing to do with me or JQ racing this past weekend, last weekend on a Sunday when I'm chilling out, I'm sitting there, I'm watching TV with my son and I got a match. It's boom. I'm like, uh Oh, what's this? I'm tagged in a post. I see him on tagged in a post. I go look at it. Nothing to do with me. It's about a driver that's driving JQ racing. And apparently he's made some bad deals with a few people and he's not talking to him. So they get upset. So then next thing you know, somebody, oh, he drives JQ Racing. And next thing you know, I'm tagged in this post on a Sunday. And next thing you know, I'm dealing with something that I have nothing to deal with. That nothing, absolutely nothing to deal with. I've only spoke to this, this person a couple of times on Facebook. Um, you know, I don't know him like that. But I had to come in her and me and, and one of our reps had to come in there and kind of clean this mess up. Which is fine. I get it. We got He got things sorted. But I guess I think the, the problem... The point of this problem is, I get it. When you get into RC, it's very quick to get overwhelmed. You want to race everything. You People encourage you to race everything. You want to race truck. You want to race e-bug. You want to race e-truck. You want to race t forward. You, you just want everything you can in RC. Well, a wise man once told me, tits and tires cost money. The more tits you have and the more tires you have, the more money you spend. Well, that's the same thing in RC. The more classes you run, the more cars you have. I know I shouldn't talk. I got a bunch of cars in the back there. I don't drive none of them. The more stuff like that you have, the more money you spend. Also, like, just, like, come on. RC is so small. If you got a bad name in RC, it, it doesn't take long for that to spread like fire. Like, you know, if you, like, have some shady dealings with some guys and all that type of stuff, you're going to be known about that. Like, they're going to tell you about that, and it's going to get out in the open. And then, like, your sponsor gets dragged into it. Like, I got drugged into it. 
I had to finally kick somebody off the team this week, Max. I've never, never, ever in the three and a half years, almost four years, I've been working with JQ. I have never had to dismiss somebody from the team. I've wanted to. There's plenty of guys that I would would like to dismiss and want to have dismissed, but they kind of just dismiss themselves eventually. It's not something I like doing. I don't like being a dick. I, I've never been a, a dickhead type of person. I've always been a type of person that likes to talk to people. I know some people relish in being a dick, like Joseph and other people, but that's not my thing. Like I don't like to be a dickhead, and I was forced to be a dickhead this week, and I don't like it. Uh, so those are two mistakes I would say for you to watch out as a newcomer or as a newbie into RC. Just don't burn bridges. And man, if you're going to do, I don't know the full story of this dude. I don't know the full story of what happened, but I had a few people come like message me and tell me what's going on. Just, just sit, st step back. I know how RC can be. It can be addicting. It's, it's, it's like, whoop. You gotta sit back and calm down. I see a lot of new a lot of new guys just getting into RC and spending too much money. Sometimes you get over your head, like I think like this gentleman did. Just step back and calm. This is RC racing, guys. This is we're, we're I, I know I say I hate this, but we're racing toy cars. Oh, I can't believe I said that. But um if you're not if you're more like there's a time to take things serious. Yes, you have to be serious about your racing, your prep, and all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, man, if you're not getting a paycheck from this, this isn't paying any of your bills, then this is supposed to be fun. It should not, it should not, RC shouldn't be giving you a bad name and shouldn't be getting you mad at people for unknown reasons, man. You really have to look deep down at yourself and see that you looked on. A lot of people can't do this and see what, what they're doing is actually wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, that car doesn't suit you probably because it's built wrong. And that's why I love when I get cars that are, built by other people and i got them back so just two two incidents i would want to avoid your team manager he never wants to get pulled into a, a discussion that has nothing to do with and this is kind of shitty too like what i don't understand why jq racing and my name gets pulled into things like this but i get it when you ain't hearing from nobody you have to get into it so man it was a super frustrating couple of days i dealt with it and it's some things that i don't think we should have to deal with in rc so as a newbie those are two mistakes you want to avoid. Don't burn bridges and don't, don't just don't like treat people like how you want to be treated. Like if you bought something from somebody, sell that person what you wanted to buy. Like that's, I've just been involved in used car. I've just been involved in too many used car disputes like that. I just stopped. That's why in the JQ racing Facebook page, I don't allow selling nothing too many problems, too much stuff. And I get always get caught up in it and I'm tired of it. So please don't make those two mistakes in RC. If you sell something to somebody and they're not happy, make it right. If you want to leave a team, do it the right way. We've, we've seen some crazy stuff, man. I, I I don't know what it is. Like when we got JQ guys that leave our team, we do we've had guys burn shirts. We have guys that yeah. want to kill Joseph. We have um, <laughs> you know, it's just madness out there. And it's this is just RC cars, people. We like I can't have to take this serious. This is my job. You know what I mean? RC, my livelihood depends on RC. So I take it a little bit serious. And even I don't take it that serious. So, wow, man. I just think we're, we're, we're just making uh, an illusion in RC where everybody can come in and be somebody or be special or be a pro. And sometimes you just got to come in and enjoy RC racing, man. Just enjoy it. Have fun. And fuck all this 
like being sponsored and this and if you don't want to be sponsored don't be sponsored like don't don't do that go support your local hobby shop but if you're going to take a deal from somebody give that person the respect that they deserve and i don't know man just just a culture we've created max the unsustainable business business model that is rc racing man it's collapsing on itself people can't see it we're like ostriches with our heads in the ground hoping it goes away and it's just not going to work not going to work so i don't know if you have anything yeah. to say about with that max but uh, i thought i thought you had a good a good thing going for you so i was just playing quiet oh i'm sorry i'm yeah. sorry and, and you know what? no no I, you, you did great and the, and to and to the people to the people that that i had to kind of be a dickhead to this week i i don't take it personal i did take the tra the car in the trash can personal because i was like that's just not i wouldn't do that to somebody um but it is what it is man i just think there's better ways we can do things and think before you do it and remember like when you're dissing somebody's product or saying this is like especially with us like especially with us like this every car that i sell like i have my personal touch to it like you know what i mean every person that comes on and i got them on the team i put time and effort into that person to talk to them and stuff like that because i like to get to know people but just over the years like i don't know I, I try not to do that as much anymore because it just and i got i got disappointed in the end but i'm over that now but just do things right if you want to leave do it right and just like if you think it's too expensive slow down you don't need to run 20 classes you need to run what classes you like and leave it at that the more chat classes you run the more tires you need the more money you spend so yeah. i don't know people, there's, there's we, one thing there's one thing ahead. i want to say though which is that uh, I saw someone say that uh, on on one of those posts about uh, all this whole issue. Mm -hmm. Someone said that well, JQ is a dick, so whatever. Who cares? He acts like an asshole, so why can't we? The thing is, as soon as you take a discount or like say you are in a team, then you are representing another person. Exactly. If you represent yourself, you can be a dick. JQ represents himself and his company, and that's like he can do what himself he represents only himself and his company mm -hmm. he represents himself you are representing someone else and you have to take that into account yeah. that's if you do something shitty you do you are doing the, it to someone else you exactly. know if, if you say it. yeah and that's the, like you need to if you are not if you're a privateer then you can say mike the car i'm running is shit keenan is an asshole whatever but yeah. if you take a discount if you're a contracted customer whatever like then you have a responsibility you you have the responsibility because you get that discount you get that team support that's like the whole point of being a team driver yeah and that's what you give back i i agree with you 100 guys just think about that discount they don't worry about no there are very good don't get me wrong very good guys out there doing a lot of hard work representing their sponsors and like results oh yeah we want results but i take hard workers who represent pits look clean helping people out great ambassadors for rc i would take somebody like that i would take 10 guys like that over one fast stuck up asshole yes i want results yeah but i don't want to stuck up guy who didn't want to help nobody and do nothing like that so it it's hard like it's hard and especially with us we're such a small company and it's personalized like you know so just think you had a bad race day think think you know i had a bad day last week i wanted to destroy everything at one point but i thought 
You know what I mean? That's what happens when you, you get angry. You think, you, you yeah. have to think before you do things. So, I don't know, guys. RC is fun. You're hurt to have fun. If you want to switch cars, great. Go switch cars. Don't take deals from people. If you want to support your hobby shop, do that. Like, it's just simple as that. We're giving too many deals away in RC. Everybody expects it, and it's destroying RC racing. And it's making RC racing expensive for everybody else to get in. That's why prices are high. We're giving too many discounts to people. It's just simple as that. It's it's simple. I And guess what? I'm guilty of doing it. I'm so guilty of doing it. I've done it because I have no, there's no other way to do things. That's why we need to change RC. That's why we need to change it, Max. All right, Max. Well, thank you for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. It was a great chat with you. Um, hopefully, yeah. I think you're going to become a regular here on the podcast. You know, we're going to rotate you in and out or whenever you want to come, you can do it. Go check yeah. out Max Mort's uh, YouTube channel, Max Mort, right? Yeah, yeah, just Max Mort. All right, check him out. Give him a sub. Give him, hit that notification button, a like, a share, because we want to grow his YouTube channel. He's doing some great videos there. Check him out. Hey, Max is smart. Uh, thank you, Max, for your time. Uh, thank you, thank you, Drayton Staub, for your time. It was a great chat with you as well. Uh, I look to see you doing big things. I'm excited to see you running Nitro. Thank you to everybody that sent in questions. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you to uh, all the NNRC squad around the world. We can't do it without you guys. To all the patrons, patrons of NNRC, thank you guys. I greatly appreciate your support. And shout out to the awesome companies that support us, man. Mayako, Techno, Beach RC, JQ Racing, Sun City RC Raceway, Racecraft USA, Manscaped.com, RCMX, Wally Builds, Papa Willie's Traction Tony, Tonic, House of RC, and RCGP. Right. And don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, the No Name RC Podcast. If you haven't already subbed, our, our pods, our podcasts are now on video. I need to get back to doing my videos as well, which I will do. Just been a bit busy. Uh, please go hit that sub button. Give us a like because we're trying to grow that YouTube channel. We need to get to 1,000 subs. Max, you need 1,000 subs too. And um, help us out, man. I think any everybody out there making content in RC is doing a good job, and we need to help each other out. Everybody have fun at Definitely. JBRL this weekend. I'm super jealous I'm not there. I I would love to be there. I would love to be in California right now with these races coming up. We have DNC coming up. We'll be doing a show with that. Max, probably maybe one next week or week after. Whenever. Whenever Max wants to come on, he can come on. And, hey, Max, anything to say to everybody before we go? Uh. Nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah, Keenan already shouted me out, so I don't have to plug anything anymore. But Shout out to your uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm running Associated now. No longer a JQ guy. So Associated, Power HD, and Ultimate. I don't have much sponsors right now. Okay. I like to keep it. I like to run the products I like. So right, so that's how like I keep a it. slash. Yeah. Well, I'm a I I'm a team driver for Associated. So right. I but mean, on the other yeah, stuff, but like all the, yeah, for tires and for uh, other stuff, like whatever I need, I just run, buy it if it's good, you know, awesome. but yeah, uh, keep RC cool and yeah. uh, be open-minded. Yes. Don't, don't call people clowns just because you saw one video about a new brand. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. There, Max, you, that, that really pissed you off. I can tell that hit a nerve. Yeah. Um, great, man. Thank you for your time, man. Honestly, it, um, I'm glad we're back talking again. Not that we stopped, but you know, I stopped talking to you and then, you know, just, just me being, being upset, being disappointed and also giving you your space to figure out what you wanted to do. That's kind of what I done. So I'm glad to be happy. You know, you're my friend, you're like my little brother. I like that. And 
um, I'm glad to be able to talk to you again. So thank you for your time, and I greatly appreciate it. And um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and keep up the good work. Have a good time at work today. Thank you, everybody. Remember, nitro is the glory. E buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. And hard work beats talent, and talent doesn't work hard. Lefty out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. Nitro is the glory. so bad.